0: Good night, good night Sleep well
1: Welcome back to Double Oz 7 for a long-awaited return to our commentaries after we took some time off to interview some very famous people. Now we're back to the same old garbage we were doing before. We're back to talking over movies, everybody's favorite activity. But we are here to do The Man with the Golden Gun, which we think we teased at the end of our last commentary, which I don't remember what our last commentary was but uh if we're wrong a view to a <laughs> kill so <laughs> we just did another random generation here like we probably drew license to kill and then we're like ben was like oh was it licensed kill? no no it was man with the golden gun but we will do a commentary here today we're not sure if it's the right one um my name is sheriff jw colin and something 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 goody
2: bird and my name is Ben and I can't wait to do a
1: commentary for that. (laughs) Yep. But it is, uh, it's very appropriate that we randomly drew the man with a golden gun about a month ago or more than a month ago. (laughs) And we've gotten around to doing this because sad news. If you haven't heard within the last couple of weeks, the passing of Clifton James who played Sheriff J.W. Pepper, uh, a Bond sidekick that appeared in back-to-back films because of overwhelming popularity from his first appearance, which (laughs) (laughs) what people don't realize was actually the case. He was popular in 1973, 1974. But uh, sad news that Clifton James has passed away, and we can now do this episode number 52, as a tribute to Clifton James, uh, Ben, where were you when you heard the news of Clifton James passing?
2: I was sitting on my uh, chair uh, about to do a podcast on the commentary of the man with the golden gun. I had no fucking idea until you just told me that. So. <laughs> you, you just broke the news to me. I don't know if I can do this now. I'm sad. Um, seriously. Wow. I didn't know that. Dead serious. <laughs> Dead serious. I'm like, not joking. I had no cool. idea until you just told me. <laughs> We're big fans of James (laughs) Bond series here that all our hosts clearly know when something like this happens.
1: (laughs) This is all, but you know what? It's still appropriate. Both of our profile picks are JW Pepper. (laughs) I thought that you were doing that as a moving tribute like I was. You
2: just love JW. Who doesn't? I mean, that's the thing. I just love JW, but um, I had no idea. That's sad. Actually, to be honest with you, this probably sounds even worse. I thought he already was dead, so. um.
1: (laughs) Well, let's be honest here. If you look at his age, he lived to 96 years old. Like, I don't think... Was Christopher Lee even that old when I don't he died? Think so, no. So, like, Clifton James, I mean, th- this guy's... He almost hit 100. I mean, that's my goal in life.
2: I'm already... Lee was 93, <laughs> so three years off, but still. <laughs> yeah.
1: Wait, well, I'm looking here, and it says 96, so I don't know where you're looking.
2: Um, Wikipedia? 19- <laughs> <laughs> yeah,
1: I'm looking at this... Wikipedia, born nineteen twenty, died two thousand seventeen.
2: Oh, wait, hang on. I mean, are, are you still talking? Are you talking about Clifton, or I'm looking Clif- at Christopher J. Lee? Yeah. Sorry, Christopher Lee. I meant was ninety three. That's what I mean. Organized here. Apologies. We have, apologies we there, have- Colin. Two
1: two dead co-stars of this film yeah. And we can't get our facts
2: straight Roger Moore's still alive, okay uh, At least at the time of recording this If he's died in between releasing this and recording it We're sorry, but let's be he, honest Right now, he is still alive As, as much in as we in know
1: fact, Roger Moore played James Bond to the age of 93 as well yeah. So uh, the 90s are a good Good decade For Bond co-stars A Man with a Golden Gun I think he's on the list but, to
2: replace Craig Let's be honest yeah. <laughs>
1: But I mean, this—it this, couldn't have worked out better. Um, ben had some <laughs> tragic news, and we're going to all rejoice in a fun movie here. Um, so, how do we want to do this? Do we do we want to do anything before jumping into this? Do you need a minute to digest the the dear passing of James? <laughs> were you aware that Christopher Lee died about a year and a half ago? As well? No,
2: just stop it! You're breaking my heart. <laughs> um, <laughs> just let me go light a candle and say a quick prayer, and then. Um... <laughs> <laughs> Go speak to Toby um, about this. Um, no, I think I'm good. I think I've collected my thoughts.
1: <laughs> okay. Well, this is the way we do it. If you haven't heard our other commentaries before, uh, we have it queued up right now on your Blu-ray, your VHS, your Betamax, your Laserdisc, whatever it is. Just because there's all these different versions, we want to make sure it is paused as soon as you see the MGM lion come up. And if you are like Noah and you have a what was it, a PAL DVD? Yes. Uh, <laughs> don't be surprised if this plays at a different speed. Thank you to our listeners for pointing that out to us. But uh, we have it paused right at the beginning of the lion. I'm hoping you do as well, Ben.
2: Absolutely, and as always, it's a mighty fine-looking lion.
1: Yeah, all right. So we're going to do this in three... What, what should we do? Three, two, one... toby. Oh, that no, That yours
2: is better, the, the whistle.
1: Yeah, So. <laughs> That may drag out a little bit long, so maybe we'll... we'll
2: now, now, are we doing it at the start of the like whistle or the end the of the whistle? Of it?
1: Yeah, is it the midpoint where it goes from an upward... Woo, I think the midpoint. Downward. The
2: midpoint's a good a good balance there.
1: Okay, so we'll do a pause. Woo, pause. And then you press play. <laughs> we'll just say play in the middle of our slide whistle.
2: Okay? I'll, I'll, I'll say play while you're, you're coming down off your whistle. It's a teamwork effort here. Okay. All right. <laughs> In three, two, one. Play.
1: That was also the sound of
2: the lion. Yes. Ooh,
1: he's yawning
2: there. <laughs> yeah. We should dub that over. So instead of hearing the <laughs> <a rawr>, it's
1: <laughs> The random sound effects that we have to get out before we start
2: hosting shows is just... <laughs> Clearing our throats, yawning and burping. <laughs> I'm, I'm glad we, you know, when we first did this episode, we said, hey, let's dub over every great James Bond scene with the whistle yeah. sound. We really did that. That was a, a long time coming, right? <laughs> <laughs> this is this is strange. We have not done James Bond in a while. Hello, all our listeners. We missed you. We really did.
1: We've done Robert Dobby and Shirley Manson. <laughs> of course we have. And knick Yes! Let's. And what, what's her name? Andrea?
2: You're asking me? I didn't even realize that Sergeant Mod... Pepper was dead. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> Sergeant Pepper! <laughs> oh, see, exactly. I don't even know his name. I think he's a Beatles character, see?
1: <laughs> Mod number one, we'll just call her. And Chris Raleigh's third nipple. Look at. I don't know why people complain about this movie. We are a minute 19 in, and we have knick-knack, we have Maud Adams number one, and we
2: have Christopher Lee with a third nipple. Like, does does this movie get any better from this point on, or is this the peak? I, I Look, it keeps getting better. I mean, what? how can you say anything bad about the fact that we've been introduced to a short person and a third nipple and a woman on her knees wiping a hairy <laughs> man's leg? I mean, to me, that just sells a movie in every way.
1: And a gangster... He who looks like Robert sweating Darby. His, <laughs> he's sweating his balls off, dressed like that in the middle of Thailand or whatever this is.
2: What a be- I mean, this is a beautiful location. It really is. Um, I mean, I think it is Thailand, isn't it? Because that's that really famous yeah. beach from the beach mm-hmm. and everything along those lines.
1: They used. Uh, uh, I don't know if it was exactly like this island, but th- some of these islands in the vicinity are used uh, in the background on the Wookiee planet in Revenge of the Sith as well.
2: I thought I saw Chewbacca in the background there a few seconds ago. Yeah. I, was, I was going to say something, but I, you
1: know. When you shave Chewbacca, you get Christopher Lee with a third nipple. Yeah. <laughs> all, Count
2: do <Do-Ku. laughs> All Wookiees have third nipples. It's kind of, yeah, it's a Count well-known Do-Ku fact.
1: just a shaved Wookiee. <laughs> <Yeah. laughs> okay, so let's talk about first memories of seeing this movie. Um, I know we do that in the other episodes, but let's just refresh it here. First time you saw this movie...
2: Uh, I think it was just um, when I was in high school and I kind of, I think, going back on my stories with James Bond, it was sort of, I'd seen, obviously, you know, the newer ones and dad kind of would get ones here and there for me to watch. And I think kind of, as I mentioned through all our rewatches, I I never kind of had a staple order. You know, dad was just like, oh, let's watch the one with his in it because he was Australian and let's watch the one where they go to space and... You know, let's watch one where Roger Moore's an old man and, you know, things like, which was all of them. But, um, and I think this just kind of <laughs> came along with the territory. I'm pretty sure this was one of the last ones I did see. Um, it was kind of a case of when I was going through them, it's sort of, I would go to the video store and, and look at them and be like, oh, I haven't seen this one. Um, so I, I don't think this is one of the very first ones. It was one of the last ones I see. And I think, kind of, as I mentioned in our rewatches, it was one of the ones that kind of, when I, I remember we did the episode, it was, it was very almost, like I was watching it for the first time because it might have been a good 10 years since I'd seen it <laughs> um, because it kind of was never one of the ones that I would go out of my way to rewatch. And that was nothing against it. I, I like Man with a Golden Gun. Um, it was just, I was always more concentrated on, I love my Pierce, um, you know, <laughs> I love my Lazenby. I love my Dalton and kind of, I wasn't a huge Moore fan, particularly the older Moors. So, but yeah, that was kind of my recollection, I guess, of my history with this film.
1: I wasn't really ever aware of people's complaints about this when I saw it. And I'd probably seen at least half of the Bond movies, if not more, by the time I saw this. More, Roger Moore. Uh, (laughs) (laughs) But I think when I did see this, it's weird because it took me probably about two years to get this many Bond movies in, maybe a dozen in. And even just watching like that, unless you sit down and you really analyze everything, you don't realize how important the pre-title scene is. So I saw this and I'm like, oh, that was a fun opening scene, not realizing there is no James Bond in it because you're just going through the movies for the first time, you know? And it was only afterwards when people would complain about this. And, you know, it is kind of weird that he's not in the, the pre-title scene or it's just a mannequin of him in the pre-title scene. But I always I always love this opening scene and... The entire movie, I had great memories of it. And I always kind of had the same opinion. I understood most of the complaints about it. And I have never looked at it as a brilliant movie. But there's certain things about it that still stand up as my favorite in Bond history. Like Christopher Lee. Like Nick Knack. Like Mary Goodnight. <laughs> I was biggest defender of Mary Goodnight probably in the history of James Bond fandom.
2: <laughs> I, um... Yeah, it's... I mean, this whole opening sequence here is amazing and kind of it's, it's interesting how you said it. Like, it, you don't realise how important this is for the film. Uh, I, I don't know if we gave as much props to the fun house uh, as we, we should have. I mean, I feel we, we talked it up because, I mean, I think mm-hmm. it's it's great. and it's, it's iconic. I really think it's an iconic James Bond sort of set. And um, it's just... Yeah, it's, I just really enjoy <laughs> Al Capone there. Um... <laughs> but it's just it's just different isn't it it's just unique how it is like would you if you're right now uh, flicking channels you, you you know you kind of had an idea of what a James Bond film was would you assume you're watching a James Bond film right no. now uh,
1: and i think they could have gone even further with this and i'm not complaining about i love the idea of the fun house. but i think with a bigger budget I, I think it's pretty clear at this point you know the budget was taking a bit of a hit because of the we all know there is, you know, certain issues with Harry Saltzman and his finances and following this spy who loved me, I think, just doubled in budget. And that's probably more of a cubby broccoli thing. But the budget was uh, maybe not so big for this one as it was for some of the previous ones. And I can just imagine them making a fun house like this one movie later in the spy who loved me. And it's just way more elaborate. But it's still it's a it's a fun idea. I just kind of wish that they would go even further with it.
2: What what's um Scaramanga's goal here when he's kind of playing up to this whole funhouse scene? Like, oh, that's not the gun; it's a mirror. Like, I just, I just, I love this whole elaborate scheme. Like, you know, he's he's a lonely old man with a midget on an island. So whenever he's got a visit (laughs) visitor, he's got to like, hey, you want to come in for coffee? First, you've got to go through my maze.
1: (laughs) And the other thing is that. Shouldn't Scaramanga know every inch of this already since yeah. he built
2: it? That's what I mean. Like, Is or- he doing that deliberately, just as kind of a tease of this guy in case he yeah. sees him? Or is he? does Knick-Knack, like change this maze up every single time? That's
1: <laughs> what I'm thinking. He, he has to restage it. <laughs> yeah. Oh, I love this little move that Christopher Lee does here. <laughs> Skiing down at somersault. <laughs> we need to play California That's Girls. A- well, yeah. Now I would love to know, and I, I've, I don't know if I've ever listened to the commentaries for this, and they probably say it in there. But
2: are any of these shots the real Roger Moore? I think that is because if you look at, it, he's he's totally trying to hold as still as he can. That is definitely yeah, Roger Moore.
1: It's it's either that or it's a very
2: unstable. Look, he's, like he's, he's moving. He's moving. It's <laughs> he <is> very <laughs> unstable wax figure. Did they have? Do they have wax figures this good in the seventies? <laughs>
1: It's not as obvious until you watch it on D V D or Blu-ray. He's cause... like
2: he's wobbling. It's like, so, look, he just flinched. Yeah. Oh no, he's lost his fingers. <laughs> <laughs> Can you imagine no, the, that scene? The... Roger, Roger, you just stand still. <laughs> oh, the this title song.
0: Sequence.
1: Yeah, oh okay. I love the so song. So do I. And I think you and I video. were the
2: defenders of this, weren't we? I think it was Noah yeah. who didn't like it.
1: Yeah, I think I ranked it pretty close to my top 10. And there's, it's another thing where, again, I understand people's complaints, but it's such a fun song. Like, I who agree. cares? And it, oh, it doesn't sound much like a Bond theme, but it's 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 hilarious, and it's super catchy. But
2: I, I feel it's almost like, I think, I just think it's one of these ones that, you think if you yeah say to any, say, casual Bond fan, name to me or sing to me 10 James Bond songs. You know, you're always going to have mm-hmm. your few that straight away you go to. But I feel this is in the top 10 of most memorable ones. It's like, even yeah. the way it starts off with a like it's, yeah. just, it's iconic. And I don't know, I just feel like, the tr- I don't understand the trash it gets because I just love this song. I've never disliked this song. I just, I always associate this as a classic James Bond theme, and I guess that's me. I like Die other day. Hey, I like shit music, <laughs> but it's. I just love it. I just don't understand the hate behind this song.
1: Well, I, I think as far as just it being memorable, whether you like it or not, it is memorable. And any memorable Bond theme comes down to can you remember how they sing the title of the song? You know, yes. everybody knows Goldfinger. And they know man with the golden gun. Yep. Just like they know live and let die. <laughs> so you got to do the Axl Rose version.
2: And die another day.
1: Uh, it's um... Nobody knows that.
2: <laughs> I, I think I mentioned it. Nobody nope just... wants to hear it. Shut up. <laughs> this is nothing to do with die another day. I think um, I mentioned this is like the, I used to always just, yeah, randomly use this in songs. Like when my cat did a poo, I'd be yeah, like, Pip I has know. got a smelly bum. <laughs> uh <laughs>
1: Yeah, I remember yeah, you bringing that up in the episode. <laughs>
2: <laughs> but even, I mean, the title sequence, though, I mean, I, is this kind of in the string of 70s ones that kind of all blend in with each other and don't really stand out on their own?
1: I think if if I'm ranking the 70s title sequences, this is probably, it's it's right at the bottom with Moonraker.
2: We put I mean, this Spy th- Who
1: Loved Me is obviously top. Live and Let Die is obviously right up there.
2: We put this at 13th, this song, by the way. I just had to refresh my memory overall. Um, I only put it at 14. I thought I'd put it higher than that. You put, oh, it, uh, you put it at 11, and Noah put it at um, 12. Okay, maybe we're giving him a bit <laughs> more credit in terms of he Man, liked it more than we thought. the most
1: critical of Man with a Golden Gun. <laughs> I know, shit. I
2: feel horrible with that. <laughs> Mind you again, where's Die Another Day, number five on the list, so <laughs> not
1: the only thing that you should feel horrible about when it comes to your song rankings. <laughs> Listen to that
2: episode, people, it was a good episode.
1: I love he, he mentions there about him being Cuban, and that's from the book that Scaramango was Cuban and they wrote it out of here. It's just it's bizarre, you can't pinpoint what Skaromango's supposed to be. <laughs>
2: well, he definitely doesn't look Cuban. <laughs> so yeah. I mean I don't think Chris Lee is Cuban, right? <laughs> no. Papilla, a memory <laughs> glass. <laughs> like, it's just such a weird way of describing it. I love this is like no one would hate this scene, wouldn't he? It's just snooty British men in a room talking. <laughs>
1: That's right. He would be passed out right now. <laughs>
2: <laughs> I miss but you Noah. gotta
1: love that guy's mustache
2: twirl. <laughs> oh, absolutely. It's just it's just so British that scene right now. It's just Oh, yes, hello everyone. Even if he, like,
1: superfluous papilla, memory (laughs) gland, like, just keep coming up with slightly less distinguished ways of saying third nipple until you get down to third nipple.
2: I just think it's hilarious you think of this scene right now and fast-forward to Daniel Craig James Bond. When do we ever get (laughs) Daniel Craig in a snooty British scene anymore? (laughs) It just doesn't happen. (laughs) Your license has been revoked.
1: I kind of miss these scenes, though, but Mm. I do have to say you're talking about how the title sequences just blend. And here's a complaint about this movie. This briefing scene just blends with so many beforehand. And it's funny that I almost always forget that this is Bond's first scene in the movie. Because it's just, it's it's so obvious. You know, it's just exposition. And there's nothing original about the setting.
2: I like Roger Moore's reaction there of, you know, relieving you from the assignment. He's so shocked. He's like, Sir? <laughs> what was the assignment? <laughs> So, was it this is the, So this is the bullet. He's just gotten the, basically a threat that he's going to get killed, right? This is where he's got to go after him. Um, yeah, Usually we, we the know. Only
1: a time, the <laughs> only time that Bond's that upset from being removed from the Simons is when he's told, we're removing you from the Simon we're going to send you to Canada, and then he finds <laughs> some way out of
2: it. I wonder if there's ever been a mission that James Bond has been removed from, and he's like, oh, fair call. Bless Jeez, you, Jamie. <laughs> There it is. We haven't had one of them in a while. Hello. <laughs> <laughs> wow, that happened.
1: Uh, <laughs> I do. I do love M's
2: playfulness here. Is Bernard Lee still alive? No, he died after <laughs> Moonraker. Don't tell me this again.
1: Oh no! I'm just beat the death of every person in here to Ben. Next thing you tell me,
2: Lois Maxwell's dead. She's dead. No! <laughs> there she is. What's with the suit? She's pantsuit thing. Well, this is not a pantsuit. Is that a shirt? What is that? I can't even tell. Stand uh, up, Lois.
1: Those are curtains or
2: something. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I love the queen on the wall there.
1: <laughs> so, can we officially say that this is the first movie where Lois's taking a turn for the elderly
2: (laughs) i was thinking it i didn't want to mention it that you did so i'm gonna agree with you
1: (laughs) or people get upset everybody can sit there and say well when does roger moore start looking old Uh, i think you are the one who who's a big fan of her in uniform in what was it diamonds are forever yes (laughs) did we even see her i don't think we even saw her in live and let die
2: uh, yeah, I don't think so. Yeah, no, I, I, I was feeling. Oh, hello, he's belly button woman. Um, yeah, I, I was thinking <laughs> Granny Penny straight away there, and again, it's look, it's, it's, it's I as mean, you said, not- as you said, Roger Moore is also not exactly Mister Young, so yeah,
1: <laughs> it's, it's not like Granny Penny yet, but it, like she's on her way. <laughs> she's, she's, uh, she's at least older Aunt Penny here. Yeah.
2: <laughs> <laughs> I love the crossing here between you know Pervy Bond and then random bald headed thumb looking man
1: <laughs> and i love the guy named ahmed is the single whitest man you have ever seen
2: uh <laughs> <laughs> oh, this this often happens to me when i go watch belly dancing live the women just come to me. who goes and watch belly dancing bald bald men giving you the yes, stink eye <laughs> t- bald men always give me the stink eye so are we are we in turkey right now is that
1: where I don't even know where he is. Where are we? Where? Are,
2: who is this? Where are who we? Who is that?
1: That's all, man.
2: <laughs> the beads. Ah, oh, did I think my mum had them once growing up? Like when we go out uh-huh. in the backyard, she was like, "Oh, I'm gonna put beads on our door." I'm like, "Thanks, mum."
1: <laughs> that makes me want to vomit. <laughs> <laughs>
2: Oh, uh, wouldn't you just love to have the power to just walk into, you know, the girl dancer you've been perving on the room straight away, and just all of a sudden be like, "Hey, let's get to it." <laughs> Swallow her navel piercing. <laughs> this is this is poop scene, isn't it? This is basically hidden James Bond. Take me to the nearest pharmacy, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Which
1: uh, again, like. And I love, I love the later parts of this movie, but this entire first act really is pretty dreadful. <laughs> Cause this I remember even thinking that when I first saw it, I'm like, you know, it's just it's lost its class, and that's a Guy Hamilton thing. You know, he didn't have a lot of class or dignity. It was kind of just campy, uh, dirty Bond.
2: Dirty Bond. <laughs> isn't this um. Is this the sequence we had that big debate over? Uh, Wasn't I trying to claim that one of these henchmen dies because the way he hits his head or something like that? There's no way he survived that.
1: I I don't know, but it sounds like something stupid you'd say. Exactly.
2: (laughs) It's not the canoe that Noah tried to say, but. (laughs) (laughs) The thing, like, even this woman here, like, is this a 70s thing that, like, all the quote, sexy women are actually really old?
1: (laughs) Well, how old do you think she is?
2: She looks at least 40.
1: Well, let's look it up.
2: <laughs> I mean, gotta fit in with Roger Moore's, you know, character, I think. Where's your hand going, Carmen-
1: Rog? <laughs> Carmen Du Sautoy of is course. her name. Yep. <laughs> she was her. originally written as overweight and wearing excessive makeup.
2: Oh, that's But have the done woman uh,
1: the producers decided to cast a woman closer to the classic Bond girl.
2: Oh, we got to watch this. Sorry, I just love... <laughs> just knocking off that thing of the table. Oh, she's loving it. <laughs> so she's currently 67. She was only 24 when she oh, made geez. this movie. Sorry.
1: <laughs> you, you see him swallow it there, too. Just look, <laughs> on, his the look on his face. I love the look on his face. And like, my perfumes! <laughs> my Tchaikovsky! Let's find the guy who dies here. Oh, I love that you could see the crew in the... Oh, you can? Wow.
2: she had good pickup. As soon as you said that, I saw it too. Yeah. I swear there's a bit here Look, look, look how many times... He's, look, he's dead! His skull is caved in! Come on! Which one? The guy is the getting his is he... head bashed against the wall! Freaking cardboard wall! <laughs> but in real life, it's not cardboard! It's solid <laughs> concrete! Well, that's him right there! He's up and punching him again! <laughs> Shut up
1: it's bad for a man with a bash Or was this it? Hairspray in his eyes oh. the second, I love the second guy It basically hits him in the teeth And he's rubbing his eyes
2: oh, I can't see That guy is oh, the, there How is that guy walking? He had his skull caved in on a concrete wall he's Even the mirror Like dramatic. a piece of glass could have yeah, gone through his temple And killed him He's still breathing as much
1: as the mannequin at the beginning of the movie that's not a death
2: <laughs> i like that that's i love that bit there where he's got all the people are banging and uh he just leaves out the thing <laughs> not from where i'm still. <laughs> oh roger you are the king of the one-liners <laughs> oh
1: that. Uh- I hate that line. It's just, it's the line where all dignity is gone from James Bond. He needs a laxative. I don't want to picture James Bond pinching a turd to get
2: a clue. <laughs> Can you imagine that scene? Okay, Roger, sit on the toilet. <laughs> <laughs> Classy Roger Moore doing his shit. <laughs> <laughs> I like on the IMDB page here, for Man with the Golden Gun, you have a section that says, frequently asked questions. The first question here, how much sex, violence, and profanity are in this movie? (laughs) Not what laxative did he take? (laughs) There's a a missed um, merchandise opportunity there, isn't there? (laughs) The laxative of choice of James Bond. (laughs) (laughs) When I've got the shits... I like to use this (laughs) It's quite illuminating Use lax packs Now available in your local chemist I'm Roger Moore And I approve this message
0: (laughs) Quite illuminating
2: (laughs) Are you all blocked up From that dinner you ate last night
1: (laughs) Okay the guys in the background What is their job (laughs) I thought
2: it was Charlie Chaplin At one point (laughs) There, What's going on
0: I just love, I just
2: love the thing, I don't know if we talk so much about the Q scenes. I mean, I know we talk about it, but just to analyse it, that every time Bond's in the Q Lab, there's just random people employed in the background to test weapons. Now, who are these people who work for Q Lab who just (laughs) simply have to time the fact they've got to test these weapons every time James Bond happens to be there? And is that just a Bond thing? Does 006 go in there and they're doing exactly the same thing?
1: Here's another question I have. Has anybody sat down and figured out how many of these cities or locations Bond's been to twice? Because this is the first time it's occurred to me that he goes back to Macau in Skyfall.
2: Yeah, it's interesting to think about all the ones. I just, I just love this bit here when they eat the noodles really quickly. Um, yeah, it's it's interesting that how that would be because I think there is a website, or at least I swear I've seen somewhere where like somebody's put a map of you know all the countries and that he's visited. But. Um, there, I mean, it's obviously more than just Macau, isn't it? You know, I mean, there there are plenty of these Hong Kong. I mean, how many times has he been to Hong Kong? Um, and you know, you think about how many times has he been to Canada or Australia? None.
1: Oh. <laughs> how come he doesn't have random guys in the background?
2: Exactly. What's with the the Macau Q Lab? <laughs> And, 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 like, again, it's just he's so prepared. Like, we shouldn't really pick this. This is a movie thing. Like, everyone's always ready to go when the main character arrives. I mean, as happens in life. I mean, if it was realistic, you know, it, you know oh, he'll be with you in ten minutes.
1: <laughs> one of the biggest complaints Roger Moore had about this movie was that they were writing him to be a little bit too aggressive, too violent. Um, particularly the scene later on with, with Mon Adams where he's twisting her arm. But... There is one moment in this movie where I think that attitude really suits Roger Moore, and that's this one here where he's aiming the gun at the guy's dick. <laughs>
2: <laughs> shoot you in it, the dick. Just,
1: it's, it's, it, his, his attitude there really works, and I don't know, maybe it was because Roger Moore saw something funny in it, but I think it's the one moment, I understand when what he's saying when he says they were writing me to be Sean Connery and that it didn't suit him. But this one moment I think does work.
2: And of course this is the, the one where he basically, spoiler alert, only kills one person in this entire film. Mm-hmm. And which I think is a record for the lowest amount, isn't it, in any Bond film?
1: Because there was no pre-title scene for him to kill.
2: Mm, that is true. And his his um his mannequin is just you can't kill people.
1: <laughs> oh I love it. Speaker for Forever Holds Your Peace. <laughs> <laughs>
2: If this is Daniel Craig, he would have just shot him anyway. Sorry. I could Daniel sorry. Craig.
1: <laughs> I can see Daniel Craig doing this exact scene and playing it the exact same way. Right here where his his response to where it's like, sights are off a little bit.
2: <laughs> <laughs> that guy is way too calm for somebody who just got shot at near his dick. I'm sorry. There's shit Where's coming the out the of wet my pants.
1: spot in his groin? Yeah. yeah. <laughs>
2: Wouldn't you love to be that cool with a gun threatening to shoot someone's dick? <laughs> so casual about the whole thing. I mean, again, if I'm shooting someone's dick, I'm shitting myself.
1: <laughs> on. Didn't it just occur to you that this casino, they're playing Boggle? <laughs>
2: <laughs> it's huge in Macau. It's, um, it's number one game in casinos in Macau. We didn't see that in Skyfall. <laughs>
1: <laughs> and there's spectators betting on the Boggle game down below. <laughs> where, where are the Komodo
2: dragons? <laughs> I want I want a movie where James Bond, like, you know, because, I mean, we always see him always, of course, looking at the one hot chick who happens to be very important to the storyline. Uh, let's, you know, get the random one-night conquest of the women who have nothing to do with anything. <laughs> um, you know, we never get that.
1: Well, had that in skyfall when he was oh know, true His heineken drinking was scene that's right yeah
2: what is with that boat that is a weird looking boat
1: Both, it's elevated off the waters
2: <laughs> is that a hong kong thing
1: wasn't that largo's boat
2: Poss- possibly oh this is the um oh what's that called that ship
1: Queen Elizabeth.
2: That's um and that's a real that's that's a real wreck. That's a real thing there yeah. in Hong Kong.
1: And again, I, I think it's such a great idea that they probably could have done even more with, kind of like with the fun house. So, I'm yeah. sitting here saying, like, I'm a big defender's a man with a golden gun. I'm like, you know, they just <laughs> didn't know what they were doing.
2: we are just ripping ripping shit into it. <laughs>
1: Look at the size of that suitcase he's carrying. <laughs>
2: it's not the first time he's heard that.
1: <laughs> That's what he said. <laughs> <laughs> Follow that rules. Oh, here comes my favorite character.
2: Oh, no. Yes! <laughs> <laughs> Would you be good now enough to move? People- what is the inverted bedpan? <laughs>
1: Before people start tuning me out already, let me say exactly what I said in our other Man with a Golden Gun episode, if you've already forgotten or haven't heard it. (laughs) I understand Mary Goodnight was a smarter character in the book and stuff like that. But she's comic relief in this movie. And nothing she does is as dumb as people make it out to be. (laughs) And she's Brit Eklund is absolutely brilliant at the comedy. And stop trying to criticize her for not being a, a serious character when the intention was to be funny. And she's probably one of the funniest characters Bond's films had ever had at this point.
2: You're really still getting worked up over this. I like it. Uh.
1: She was married to Peter Sellers. Like, like she's she's funny enough to be married to Peter Sellers, that she's funny enough to be the the great comic relief of the Bond films of the seventies.
2: She's pretty good to look at. She could
1: hold her own. Yeah, she and she could hold her own with Roger Moore.
2: And who couldn't? <laughs> <laughs> I agree with you, Ben. Thank you, Roger.
1: Uh, what happened to his giant suitcase? This guy wants to carry a bottle for him. Like, Go pick more. up my bag, boy. <laughs>
2: <laughs> now he wants to show off his giant, giant spout.
1: <laughs> <laughs> the guy just lets him into random girls' rooms. <laughs>
2: yeah. It's great security in uh, Hong Kong hotels. Um <laughs> Yeah, this DJing. is your problem when you went to uh, the Bahamas and you're yeah. bribing people. Like, if you're in Hong Kong, you easily would have gotten in. And peaceful and fountains the of second... desire.
1: We're 30 minutes into the movie, not even, and this is the second girl's room that Bond's just invited himself into.
2: <laughs> Bond's really horny in this film. Let's be yeah. honest. More so than usual.
1: And the only one he doesn't want to get with is Merry
2: Goodnight. <laughs> well, I mean, that's fair enough. <laughs>
1: He likes intelligence in his women. <laughs>
2: <laughs> again, she's good to look at, but <laughs> I mean like, can we just analyze this again? He's been led into a random person's yeah. room by a person just to walk in to simply start look at the look <laughs> on his face <laughs> like... uh, You know, I gotta get a pull here,
1: okay. <laughs> My wife's like sitting maybe ten feet from me. Jamie, if you're in the shower and you're by yourself, and you see a man standing on the other side of the shower. If it's Roger Moore, <laughs> do you freak out, or are you like, "Hey, come on in"? Uh, is he on? She's Hunt's thinking about it.
2: There's there's debate here. <laughs> am I still married? Are you still married? Is not the <laughs> right answer. <laughs> Jamie, this is a fantasy. All right, do you ever stop and think in your dreams? Think- oh, Hugh Jackman's getting undressed in front of me. Wait, am I still married? <laughs>
1: I think we have our answer, the fact that, (laughs) am I still married? So Roger Moore, James Bond can walk into a woman's room, watch her in the shower, and this is the worst that'll ever happen. Now, are we talking Roger
2: Moore in the 70s, or Roger Moore now?
1: Jamie, if it's Roger Moore now at the age of
2: 108, (laughs) is it the same reaction?
0: I don't think that he has any (laughs) reaction. I don't think he has any reaction. He's popped a couple
2: of pills. Actually, no, it's Roger Moore. He doesn't need pills. He's still got a libido.
1: This is James Bond.
2: I just, like, the whole, you know, um, those videos online where it's like James Bond, you know, slaps women and James Bond's a misogynist pig and all this sort of stuff. He's just literally walked into a woman's room, started perving on her, and now he's, like, basically abusing her. It's a bit rapey, James. (laughs) Yeah, this definitely doesn't age well in that aspect.
1: <laughs> but I mean, at the same time, I mean she had a gun pulled on him. And I understand she had a reasonable gun on him, but if you take the first half of the scene out where he just invites himself into a
2: room <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Just edit the gun bit out and all of a sudden it's like yeah. James Bond's a rapist. Show the gun. Okay, kind of warranted. <laughs>
1: Yeah, now he's defending himself.
2: <laughs> what, and, and like, why has she got that gun in? It? Like, does she just always have a shower, puts the gun next to the soap <laughs> or something like that? And like, what happens? You know, the whole drop the soap thing. What if she drops the gun? <laughs> <laughs> it just bounces off the conditioner. <laughs> oh, there we go. Just a bit of a slap. <laughs>
1: and it, and again, like, let's say this in defense. Roger Moore hated this. Yeah. <laughs> So
2: is my aunt. <laughs> I want to meet his aunt. <laughs> yeah. now, can we just quickly mention James Bond in a grey business suit? I mean, it's just... I don't know if I like his current attire, Colin. It's not very James Bondy, and It's more, let's go to the office for a Monday morning meeting. <laughs>
1: It's better than what Sean Connery wore in Never Say Never Again. <laughs> Everything's better
2: than what Sean Connery wore. I don't want you to twist my arm again. You can slap me, though, but just don't twist my arm again. Yeah, I, yeah, I love the, that. The don't twist my arm. <laughs> What is with the, the clock? Is that a 70s thing? Like, we've got to have, like, 18 closets with wee little blind bits <laughs> on it. It's a hotel room, right?
1: It's just really fancy wall paneling.
2: No, I, li- I like... I think it was Noah's kind of argument, kind of, you know, obviously, with, like, Maud Adams, you know, going on to play Octopussy. It's kind of... Do we do we like to kind of imagine this alternate universe where we can think that this is Octopussy right now? <laughs> like, she turns sure. into her or something like that? Or this
1: is her, like, Long lost twin sister. Yeah.
2: <laughs> I still find it interesting. I know we've talked about it a lot the way they sort of have reused actors over the years, like this. Well, there's a nice shot. Um, <laughs> sorry, I'm distracted. Bottoms up. <laughs> <laughs> um, what was I saying? Uh, it's interesting <laughs> how they kind of do this, though, about how, like, you know, they, and particularly they make that into, like, such a, a main character sort of later on, if you know what I mean. It's just, it's weird that they do that. For the continuity aspect of, you know, James Bond. Why is he looking at that guy really weirdly?
1: (laughs) It might be a British thing, because, like, I'm a huge fan of Doctor Who. And there's, like, a long list of actors who played main characters on Doctor Who who appeared maybe one year earlier in a supporting role. Including the current guy who plays the Doctor on Doctor Who he had appeared like four years earlier as a random character in Pompeii. And they actually found a way to write it in to explain why he looks exactly the same. <laughs> the British just are not very creative with their casting.
2: Well, I mean, it's a thing I know kind of, um, as a fan of Third Watch, now available to download via the Oz uh-huh. Um But that, that, I mean, that's kind of one of the things that the continuity was never one of its strong points. And, you know, yeah, they they've done that. Like there would be, actors who are in a minor role who are then later on going to be a major character or you know they, they use it sort of here and there and it's also because you know third watch is technically in the same universe as er because they did a crossover episode you know there would be actors who have been in both who kind of you know i mean i guess it's just how it is sometimes in hollywood and things like that but you know from us fans who can now podcast about it and binge watch it it kind of pisses us off right
1: and then we get them <laughs> on for interviews and, they get and to then talk we get shoot
2: different Knickknack, little <laughs> smile.
1: Funny enough, Nicknack was later considered to play uh, Stromberg in The Spy Who Loved Me. <laughs>
2: <laughs> yeah, it would it would have been a good fit. <laughs> Can we just
1: imagine if her villages ended up playing other famous characters? What if he played Octopussy? <laughs>
2: <laughs> what if he was Jaws? <laughs>
1: That's my little
0: Octopussy. <laughs> <laughs> well, here's to us.
2: <laughs> <laughs> Ernstavro Bluffhound. <laughs> <laughs> Are we really doing this again?
0: <laughs> but I'd forgotten you. <laughs> <laughs> sorry. Sorry. <laughs> <laughs> <laughs>
2: Who says this is my first time? Oh, Mr. Bond <laughs> <laughs> He's two characters there. He's um, he's a method actor. He likes to get into both roles.
0: Ravelli just plays both
1: sides of the conversation. <laughs> with
2: he's sitting there shirtless, will like his shirt open, you know <laughs> flipped it over. <laughs> you take very good
1: care of your party, Mr. Bond. <laughs> no, to the right, to the right.
2: <laughs> if all the love that I had was in my little finger, blah, blah, blah. Oh, you haven't seen what I can do with my little finger. I don't even know the whole scene, but you know what I'm talking about. <laughs> I
1: don't even know what happened to your accent there. I don't know either. I'm talking weird. You turned into the Wicked Witch of the West. <laughs> 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 I'll talk to you, my pretty, and your little dog, too. <laughs>
0: We'll have
1: to see the wizard <laughs> <laughs> I was waiting up like we're thirty-five minutes in, we stay pretty well on
0: topic, and then this is
2: Oh, <laughs> <laughs> uh, actually he's a random little tidbit when it comes to our past history with weird things that we've said. I um, did an interview the other day and for, for one of my other shows and we got talking about, I don't know what we're talking about, but we got into the topic of um, wigs and the person that I interviewed literally said the phrase, put a wig on it. <laughs> and <I> just cried <laughs> about it. I'm just just trying to pause myself and have a bit of a <laughs> chuckle there. Hashtag double seven reference. <laughs> oh, no I anymore. made my baby cry. <laughs> You're not watching Die Another Day. <laughs>
1: Yeah, the last time he cried was Day of
2: the Day. <laughs> oh, that's that's a way to turn a woman on, walk in and show yeah. you my gun. Mm-hmm. Wow. Where's he going to put that gun? Bond. <laughs> Ooh, she's getting excited. Put it in me. Put it in me. Not, Not what you think. I want the gun. This is uh, this is no knock against <laughs> my Sorry, just, like, sexually rubbing her face with a gun. You do you know what you really meant to put there instead, Scaramanga.
1: <laughs> you have a really weird thing with when things get pe- close to people's mouths. Wasn't it you who didn't like the finger-licking stuff? In Was Z- it me? Royale? <laughs> yeah.
2: Yeah, I, I'm just, I'm anti-licking, uh, you know, fingers, at least. <laughs> you know, you can lick other things, but just, like, come on. <laughs> Don't waste it like on guns. Belly button rings. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> Meanwhile, back in the movie, um, the, the gun always reminds me of um, GoldenEye, the video game, when you could get the Golden Gun mode, mm-hmm. um, and you had it. Like I just, I always see it, and I'm like, that just—it's an ugly-looking gun. I know it's kind of like a makeshift gun, but it's a weird-looking thing.
1: I uh I don't remember if he was in the Golden Eye game but I know Nightfall had the exact same you know multiplayer mode and my brother and I used to always play uh as Nick Knack and the thing that we would do that was <laughs> the funniest is that when you would kill somebody there was a bit of a delay as you died and we would make Nick jump up in the air so you just sporadically <laughs> see his head popping into the camera view <laughs>
2: It was always everyone was um, uh, odd job in Goldeneye. I don't think Knickknack was in it mm-hmm. from memory, and I think kind of everybody was odd because odd job was really short for some reason in Goldeneye, and so I think like everybody sort of got them confused because of course why wouldn't you? But um, <laughs>
1: bowler hat. <laughs>
2: <Yeah>. <laughs> That's one thing you and I didn't do when I when I was when I was with you there in Winnipeg. We never ended up playing any Bond video games. I, I did that with Noah. Oh. Um, which was just hilarious. We really should have been filming us playing those games because that was just fun.
1: (laughs) Is there multiplayer in 007 Legends?
2: Uh, Was there? I think there there was because I remember us playing on the Die Another Day level because I kept saying, let's play on the Die Another Uh, Day level. And it's like, no, we're not playing in the fucking Ice Palace. (laughs) I
1: I stopped playing that game before it got to the Die Another Day level. (laughs) (laughs) Of
2: course you would. Of course you would. (laughs) And this is... I love this set, how it's all, like, leaning. Like, again, let's let's yeah. analyse them building these offices. <laughs> like, the way they've got to walk and the way they've put it up on the wall. And, like, even just the acting of this scene. Let's walk up this sloped <laughs> path.
1: How do we feel about Lieutenant Hip?
2: Uh, he's not hip enough for me. I don't know. Like, I think... <laughs> I think we kind of talk Because he kind of just disappears, doesn't he? Like, he just... He's there, and he's just, um... Well, he...
1: He bails on Bond when he needs him the most. <laughs> well, that's...
2: Yeah, I don't know. I just think, away. <laughs> yeah, that's kind of... I think what we were going on about. The fact that, you know, he's kind of pointless because he's just not a... Not a loyal sort of... uh A sidekick, really, when it comes down to it. But, um... Yeah, he's definitely not up there, I feel, in terms of the great memorable um, <laughs> allies for Bond. I mean, could this have been Felix? <laughs> Asian Felix? Well, I mean, we. I think we reached reached the biggest
1: high with Draco in Honor Majesty's Seek of Service, and I don't know if they really were very inspired after that for sidekicks or allies.
2: Casper's definitely not a hip fan.
1: You can hear him? <laughs> yeah.
2: Casper hates hip.
1: Yeah. <laughs> he's like, this jerk drove away when James Bond needed him most.
2: And, and let's be honest, the brown suit. <laughs>
1: <laughs> or maybe he's just really upset at the distinguished British gentleman. Here, like
2: Noah. <laughs> Get him off my screen. I hate snooty British men. <laughs> oh, did you just drop Casper there? What was that? <laughs> thud
1: stop crying son you like hip surprisingly quiet now isn't
0: it
2: <laughs> yeah notice how my baby stopped crying there huh huh <laughs> he's really upset now I actually we pinpointed- can't him anymore I'm kind of worried for the safety of him <laughs> do I need to call child <laughs> services here <laughs> at least we've
1: pinpointed his least favourite Bond movies
2: now <laughs> imagine like when he's older and he's kind of like dad I'm having these really weird psychological flashbacks to watching <laughs> die another day man with a golden gun why do I not like these movies I've never seen them
1: <laughs> he just gags every time he sees a third nipple
2: <laughs> third nipple of Madonna as your son's kryptonite yeah.
1: <laughs> <Ooh, ooh. laughs> the most disgusting things on the planet <laughs> But
2: when it gets oh, to... I love
1: this here. Gives Q the, the plans to make a third nipple.
2: <laughs> he drew that so quickly. Like,
0: I admit. Really, it's a little 007.
2: <laughs> <laughs> you can tell Q's a prude. <laughs> like, yeah. He could have drawn like a penis there. Really, 007. This
1: is... This is by far Q's snootiest movie. Like, everything he says in this movie is just with such disdain. Like, even the Solex agitator.
2: He lives in a big house on a mountain. So I, was, I thought he was, like, about to start seeing the SpongeBob SquarePants theme there. He lives <laughs> in a pineapple <laughs> under the sea. <laughs>
1: Now I cheer him up. That's my son's favorite show.
2: <laughs> and whose show isn't that their favorite? Come on, it's SpongeBob. <laughs> coming soon to the Oz Network. Yeah. <laughs> Somebody can recommend it as a random rewatch. How would we even recap that?
1: Also, oh, this <laughs> week, SpongeBob and Patrick. <laughs> I, I don't know. We've had Sailor Moon suggested coming uh, soon to the Oz Network. <laughs>
2: thanks, Jamie. <laughs> thanks so much for that. <laughs> Standing on his shoulder <laughs> It's just so casual. James Bond, oh yeah. Standing on my shoulders. <laughs> now let's do it the other way around. I think we need to screenshot that bit there with Bond's crotch on Hip's face. You know, I don't know if
1: it's really the best fashion when Bond's pants are so thin that you can see the line from his undies as he climbs up on hip's shoulders. <laughs> Look at these. See the lines from these guys' undies too.
2: <laughs> oh, this is the sumo scene, right? Yeah. This is this is a part that I oh, would play. Is, uh, yeah. Oh, of course, yes. <laughs> you can definitely see more than you meant to see there.
1: <laughs> yeah. Well, now that it's high definition,
2: to me. <laughs> <laughs> Again This movie does not age well But that is hilarious (laughs) Yeah And I just love how he's just like Fuck it I'm getting naked too (laughs) He's got to show off his third nipple somehow (laughs) I I love this guy I love
1: his reaction here My god it's so beautiful
2: (laughs) But I just love the way he was like You know Roger Moore looks down as if to say That's right check out my third <laughs> nipple how do you like them apples <laughs> bye memory gland <laughs> and we went over this I feel like you know it's not like Scaramanga is the only man in the world with a third nipple like what if just yeah, by exactly. coincidence some guy broke in with a third nipple Well, you know, they
1: also have to look Cuban like Roger yeah. Moore <laughs>
2: What if it's a woman with a third nipple? Do they still believe it? (laughs) Like you know, what is it? Total Recall? Like three boobed woman or something like that?
1: (laughs) Oh, Oh. just uh, ruggedly handsome, (laughs) dynamite in the sack, from what I understand. (laughs) Just going on all bonds.
2: Really big penis.
1: Quite a lovely fellow, if I may yes. say so myself.
2: <laughs> I love that like, they keep talking about a million. I mean, this just kind of reminds me of, um, you know, now that this movie's, you know, fairly old. Like it just reminds you of like Austin Powers when it's kind of like a million dollars isn't even that much money anymore. It's kind <laughs> <of> like, yeah. <laughs> now you just keep hearing them saying a million dollars, and you're like, wow, well, that's really not much.
1: <laughs> you know what's crazy to think is that it's been almost as long between austin powers and now oh now he's getting lost Jesus, he hates (laughs) austin powers oh daddy don't talk about those movies think about it between man with a golden gun and austin powers is 23 years it's been 20 years since austin powers came out wow we're almost as far removed from austin powers as austin powers was from the man with the golden gun
2: wow that's um scary it's been at least what 15 years as well since we've even had a uh any austin powers movie I wonder if anybody went and got that fake nipple and kept it. (laughs) He just throws it away. That reminds
1: me, today (laughs) I noticed something in our bathtub, and (laughs) I'm thinking it's like silicone or something like that. It kind of reminded me of like a fake third nipple, and I'm always like, oh, I think that's a piece of potato that Casper threw in the bathtub. But it was a... all wet and soggy. Up, you're like,
2: "What is this? Like silicone or something?" Of course, there'd be a piece of potato in your bathtub. Why wouldn't there be a piece of potato in your <laughs> That's bathtub? What when
1: you have a year
0: cold, Canadian thing. Yeah.
2: <laughs> oh, yeah, just another piece of potato in our bathtub. <laughs> Sorry, eh? <yeah. laughs> oh,
1: his niece. Is. <laughs> I love their whispering in the backseat. Like, who's the old guy? <laughs> yeah. Oh, who's he? Oh, hello. I love this, like Brit Eklund is hilarious. <laughs> and everything else warm.
2: <laughs> Why does the one niece have no eyebrows? <laughs> <laughs> one niece looks so much older than the other one. It's like a mum. One looks at least 30. <laughs> oh, this is this is this the inspiration for Fuck you and Fuck me in Austin Power's gold member. <laughs> twins, Basil! Twins!
1: I love when they start laughing at him here. (laughs) Like, what a joke! (laughs) He must be
2: like 45. (laughs) We don't go for anyone over 42. (laughs) Mr. Fat is expecting me. (laughs) You don't want to say that in a different club. (laughs) And Mr. Fat, that's a bit mean. Is that kind of because of the whole sumo wrestling? (laughs) Mr. Fat. I'm surprised. Is in the 70s, and it's not like Mr. One. Asian wants to see me. <laughs> you
1: see the one blue one there? It's like it's Avatar. Avatar sumo wrestler. Yeah.
2: <laughs> That's where James Cameron got the inspiration for it. <laughs> hey, look, he's a better mannequin than Roger Moore. <laughs> now, look again. Let's overanalyze this. At what point does Nick Knack stop standing there? Is he just you know like what if <laughs> Bomb was late? Oh shit! Better stay in character. <laughs> And how long do these guys have to stand there? Exactly. <laughs> they, they like to do the over-elaboration of these things, <laughs> don't they? I love his <laughs> like, pretty.
1: It's funny, again, I think I mentioned this in our Man with the Golden Gun episode, but every time I watch this movie, all I have are these fond memories before I start watching it, and then I realize that halfway to the movie, it really is pretty dumb. <laughs> We have them being squeezed to death and we got a wedgie coming up here.
2: And t- <laughs> this is the greatest scene in James Bond history. The Wedgie. We've had wedgies and laxatives. <laughs> uh,
1: I, I but I will say again in defense that the second half of this movie is really fantastic.
0: <laughs> right Pretty now, people
1: everything. right now,
2: people, this is shit. But wait till you get to yeah. the second half.
1: <laughs> well, I'd say after this scene, oh that guy's still sitting there. Oh, <laughs> And then knick is just like, Get up! <laughs> just some him with his trident.
2: <laughs> is he wearing a blue watermelon on his head? What's he got there? <laughs> Not her! <laughs> Take Mr. Bond to school! <laughs>
1: I'm gonna call it from this point on. The movie gets good.
2: <laughs> I love the uh, the music. The ding, 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 ding. Yeah,
1: they they overdo it a little bit by the end. <laughs> this was the funny enough. This was the score where John Barry said he just ran out of ideas and <laughs> he wasn't happy with the man with a golden gun. He's like, I didn't have any other ideas left
2: for this score. No, oh, Casper's getting a bit squeaky now. He's
1: he's already been taken to another room. <laughs> wow. We just lock him in the
2: bathroom. Yes. <laughs> Put him in the cupboard. <laughs> Shut up, Casper, get in the cupboard.
1: I love how relaxed Roger Moore is in this scene here.
2: Yeah, no, he's like just being knocked out, wakes up, doesn't know where the hell he is. Um, and let's just, oh, cool, I've got women rubbing me, and there's a whole bunch of people here just waiting for me. <laughs> <laughs> okay, that's just the plans here, you know? What are, what are all these people doing if James Bond doesn't arrive? Like, I mean, are they, are they preparing <laughs> for this, just one day when random well, British service agent shows up?
1: It's the school, it's like the, the, uh, school we talked about was in a, a View to a Kill, like, Button pushing school, or whatever oh it is. yeah, yeah, yeah. The,
2: the, the training. You know yeah. who's going to let up the gate?
1: <laughs> In today's class, we will teach you how to rub a British man's
2: chest. <laughs> oh, I want to take that. I bet you Jamie would take that lesson. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Depends, is she married or not? <laughs> I love, like. She's just. You got to say for somebody, you know, you you you've got to give props to your wife that she's obviously a, a very loyal to her marriage. That even in her yeah. fantasy, she's like, "Well, am I married? Well, if I'm married, no, I wouldn't ever touch you, Jackman. I of yeah. course not. But you know, like if we had a fight and we're separated or something, well, sure I would.
1: <gasps> Look at that guy's killed more people than Bond has in this
2: movie. <laughs> And again, this is just a school thing. Like, oh, well, we've just lost another student. <laughs> no yeah. emotion. There's no shock there at all. Oh, that was just George. Ah, oh, typical George.
1: Oh, we're never going to get it. He wore the white gi. We're never getting it out of that.
2: <laughs> we can never use that for our next student. Is there a waiting list? Yeah. Like, you just have to wait till somebody gets killed <laughs> off. At what point does Bond
1: realize that he's not here as a spectator to watch other people (laughs) fight?
2: He's got beautiful women right now. Just, you know, three women bringing him one cup of tea. (laughs) Yeah. I struggle to get one woman to bring me a cup of tea. He's got three. (laughs) You go to the coffee shop and they won't even do it Exactly. You You think it's bad in Canada? Come to Australia. You know, when you don't have to tip people, they just don't give a shit. Oh, you want a tea, do you? No, there's a fucking kitchen. Make it yourself.
1: Ben has to make his own cheeseburger at McDonald's
2: <laughs> Hey, actually, I have a, I had a McDonald's story last night I went to McDonald's and they fucked up my order They overcharged, they added like extra fries And I'm like, why am I being charged an extra $4 for something I didn't even order And then I get home and they don't even give me a fucking fork to eat my special fries I'm like, fuck you McDonald's You know, you pay a whole $3 for a meal, you expect service. (laughs) A little bit more than $3 in Australia, but sure. (laughs) It might have been the 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 shittiest suburb in all of Hobart too. I had to lock my doors and not get shot, but you know. (laughs) It's like a gang fight at your local McDonald's. (laughs) Pretty much. It's like I went through the drive-thru and locked my doors. I didn't go into the actual restaurant. (laughs) It's Bridgewater. I don't want to die.
1: Why is this martial arts master just kick Bond in the shin? <laughs> That's his first move. Like you could have done anything.
2: And seriously, this is love like the... twenty year old Asian master up against like fifty year old British guy.
1: I love his his celebration there when he did it. It's got like this swagger, like he's humming to himself and said, <laughs> <laughs> "This is victory music." Bond kicks him in the butt. He does a somersault. <laughs>
2: That's Bond's go-to move. I'm going to kick you in the, the butt. Worst
1: mar- the worst martial arts fight ever. He just p- kicked him in the calf and then punched him in the back.
2: Well, this is because this was was yeah. This was like Bond, you know, the whole 70s martial arts thing, right? So it's kind of yeah. did they did they really did they really go to the you know the strong possibilities <laughs> of how they could have done this? I
1: just love him diving out a window. <laughs>
2: This is where you need this is this is like <laughs> moments they need to use the James Bond theme, which they never do. ding ding ding. Is that even used in this movie?
1: Uh yeah, well it's used in the car chase.
2: Ah right, of course. Oh, I, love I love his dramatic, dramatic turnaround there. <laughs> yeah. Oh, here come the nieces to save the day. <laughs> Of course, it's been the 1970s. This is hilarious because women don't do anything. <laughs> well,
1: <laughs> I love how you always try to find these like feminist arguments. It's like, not the fact that they're 12 years old. I think that's the reason why it's shocking.
2: I just, I just go the other route because, you know, I'm stuck in the 70s apparently right now. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Breaks like a watermelon on his head. <laughs> that, that's just, that's a cheap shot. Come on now. That was a good watermelon.
1: <laughs> uh, that guy oversold that <laughs>
2: Yeah, a bit a bit dramatic acting there, Mr. Mister Martial Arts Guy
1: His eyes crossed <laughs> What's he doing? <laughs> I love this here We got your back, Bond
2: Let's Kinda. get out of here,
1: leave the old man
2: <laughs> Reminds me of like, the Indiana Jones bit with the whole whip and the gun standoff yeah. <laughs> you know, Just like push dun, him da, over dun,
1: dun, 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 dun. <laughs> Is there a single 70s car that isn't ugly as
2: sin? <laughs> <laughs>
1: Just, hang on, the it's girls are like, no douchey. no young it. it's too late.
2: Asshole.
1: <laughs> Pon ducking while he runs is the girliest thing I've ever seen <laughs> <gonna do>. him <laughs>
2: Yeah, the 70s weren't a very good decade when it comes to, uh, to cars. No.
1: Anything. <laughs> For anything.
2: For <laughs> anything. Oh, you know what we're getting closer here, Colin? Yeah. You know who's getting close. Our dearly departed J.W. Pepper. Don't, don't remind me. <laughs> now, does,
1: does this boat chase hold up I mean it's not gonna hold up to Live and Let Die, but you think that the chase is fun?
2: Oh look it's yeah, it's no live and let die. But um I still think it's it's good. I mean I i don't have anything against kind of just the chases in this film at, at all. I mean maybe the whole plane and the fucking car thing. Um I love uh, I don't. Um but Oh, here's our guy, the elephant kid. Oh, uh, this is the, this is this is I forgot about this. This is Bond is a real dick to kid in this movie, isn't yeah. he? Yeah. Sorry, Sonny, I'm having this boat. <laughs> <laughs> uh we looked this kid up, didn't we? And we couldn't really find much about him. No. This is I forgot about this is this, this movie. <laughs> you know what you know what makes me
1: really sad? Like I used to watch us and I just got a laugh out of it. I thought, Oh the kid's an <laughs> entrepreneur, good on him. <laughs> <laughs> it's- <laughs> Until I visited other countries <laughs> in the world and realized you see this all the time, and it's usually like homeless people, and this is their only means of supporting their family. Like the five-year-old is supporting like his crippled mother, <laughs>
2: <laughs> and putting that into context, the fact that you got snooty old British man is just an absolute me yeah. to- <laughs> I tell you what, Sunny, <laughs> <dick>. twenty thousand. <laughs>
0: <laughs> <laughs> Bloody t- <laughs> <laughs> this is what's funny about this
1: is that i was thinking to myself I'm like do i even like this boat chase like i'm struggling to remember what happened to the boat chase all the good stuff are just these funny little
2: bits
1: <laughs> the, the chase is
2: secondary and when you're losing your shit who just happens to show Wait. up <laughs>
1: Did he just said "brown waterhog"? Is that a racial slur? What does that oh, mean? Everything he says is a
2: racial slur. Let's be honest. <laughs> <laughs> I just it just reminds me of that the um, what is it, everything or nothing? The documentary when they're talking to Roger Moore about this and how he's just saying about you know, oh, I had to push some kid in the water or something. Like <laughs> that. that has to be the greatest James Bond scene ever. <laughs>
0: <laughs> Bloody tourist! <laughs>
2: Uh, seriously? Why? Why? Like, look, I know you kind of said, like, he's put in this movie because it's like, you know, he was popular, all that sort of stuff, but, like, really, J.W. Pepper in a foreign country? Is that really a good idea? <laughs> I-,
1: I think we all were kind of in agreement that J.W. kind of worked in Live and Let Die, sadly didn't really work in here, but there are some fun moments, like when he's in the car with Bond, it's maybe a little bit too over the top for what you want to see in a Bond movie, but it's still funny.
2: <laughs> is this, this is a bit where he's like, damn, you ugly. <laughs> <laughs> <You're full> of... <laughs> such an asshole. Just laughing at the poor local boat. That's their livelihood. <laughs> <laughs> and what is a Goonie Bird? <laughs> This, this movie, like, I feel so sorry for the locals in this movie. Like, they're just getting ripped by, by foreigners.
1: <laughs> now, sadly, Clifton James passed recently. Ben, did he? <laughs> we talked about this at the beginning of the show one hour ago.
2: <laughs> I, um, did that even make the news?
1: <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's how I found out. I didn't even get to my story. I'm at work and uh i think i'm on my lunch and i see it come up uh on imdb or something like that and i'm like oh clifton james i should share that to a page when i get the chance i'm like oh ben will beat me to it <laughs> and here i it probably is, just ben. forgot about it so you didn't would've... even know <laughs> we also broke the story last week of christopher lee's passing yeah, so... we did we did <laughs>
2: I'm I'm actually just in the process of going to put out that Bernard Lee sadly passed away, so um, that news is coming soon to the 007.
1: <laughs> Ladies and gentlemen, we will have a tribute episode to the recently passed Ian Fleming.
2: <laughs> oh, don't, don't tell me he died too. When did this happen? <laughs>
1: Yeah, now here's a guy who, who can wear an ugly 70s suit. Christopher Lee can pull anything off.
2: Oh, Christopher Lee could walk in that room in a garbage bag and you would think it was stylish. Yeah. That was a sad lot. I'm not, not saying that the death of Clinton James isn't sad, but like... <laughs> You're like, no, let's talk about something that was actually
1: sad when they died. Christopher <laughs> Lee. <laughs> well, uh, come on, like, we haven't even mentioned it yet. I know we've mentioned it before, but this guy is a James Bond villain, a Lord of the Rings villain, and a Star Wars villain.
2: I mean, seriously, and he also Dracula. played F- Dracula. I mean, did he ever play Hitler? I mean, just kind of, he's ticking them all off the <laughs> list, really. Uh, you know, the only one and I Frank. can think of was, um, uh, oh, I've gone blank on his name, um, Robert Carlyle. You know, he's a Bond villain and Hitler, and also an out-of-work British guy who strips. Uh, <laughs> but... And Rumpelstiltskin. <laughs> Of course, how did I not put that in the same category? On the
1: single worst show on television, (laughs) Once Upon a Time.
2: Uh, Now that you've said that, you realize somebody's going to message us in for the Oz Network to do an episode of
1: it. (laughs) I'm just going to do my random, has nothing to do with the movie Rand here. Anybody who watches Once Upon a Time, you're an idiot for one. (laughs) Second of all, please tell us how a show... That is about a fantasy fairy tale world has Corella Deville on it. She's a London woman who drives a car. How is that like fantasy fairy tale?
2: <laughs> I love how, in the last twenty four hours in episodes that I've recorded uh, on a variety of our shows, in our Survivor New Zealand preview episode last night now available by the Oz Network, uh, I randomly get Nick all of a sudden out of the blue talking about fans of the New Zealand TV show Shortland Street. And out of just nowhere going, oh, if you watch the Street, you're fucking stupid. <laughs> it's like, randomly, just, you know, you've all got this pent-up anger in yourself. You want to abuse fans of TV shows.
1: Oh, wait, we gotta hear my favourite line of the movie. <laughs> <laughs> Booyah. Uh, 74, sir.
0: <laughs> Booyah. <laughs>
2: oh. Okay, I'm going to go on my rant here. If you're a fan of Mary Goodnight, you're fucking stupid. Uh.
0: Oh, shut up.
1: I love he calls it her... Like, okay, maybe it's the 70s, but he he's hitting on her, and he refers to it as her frock. I mean, that doesn't sound very charming.
2: I want to frock your foo-yuck.
1: I want to go back to ranting on Once Upon a Time again. <laughs> <laughs> Seriously, Cruella DeVille comes from the same fantasy world as, like, the Wicked Witch of the West and gonna be like, no joke, they're going to have Rosa Parks in their fantasy <laughs> Never Neverland in the next season. Like, that's how many ideas they we, have
2: left. We are watching a movie where somebody is about to turn a car into a plane and you're stuck on Vil <laughs> in Once Upon a <laughs> Time.
1: He's about to stuff Merry Goodnight in a closet. <laughs>
2: <laughs> that's what they called it in the 70s, if you know what I mean. Nudge, nudge, wink, wink. She it, had a dent on her head? It, yeah. What is that on her head? Is that like a?
1: I think she has a scar there. Yeah,
2: she's Harry Potter. <laughs>
1: <laughs> but I, I I don't really even realize how little she's in the first half of this movie. This is only her third scene, and her first two are very
2: brief. That's why I disagree with you. The first half of this film is actually pretty good. <laughs>
1: <laughs> Shut up! Shut up! Seriously, she's absolutely hilarious.
2: It really is the best. Uh, facially emotive bond is Roger Moore just the way he looks at things and just the way he reacts to situations Nicknack is a bit of a a bit of a perv (laughs) he's a bit of a creep (laughs) just like he's always there with his binoculars ready to go
1: (laughs) sitting in his speedo wearing watermelons (laughs) on his head
2: (laughs) Casima's still going <laughs> yeah,
1: I'll repeats our foo
2: yuck. <laughs> what was this is this whatever happened to those suspenders things, braces? They they kind of went out in the eighties, didn't they?
1: <laughs> whatever happened to suspenders. Whatever happened <laughs> to
2: suspenders. <laughs> where are they? <laughs> Where'd they go? Now now Colin, I'm gonna preface this by saying you can't answer with, Oh, am I still married? If you will were- <laughs> If you came home tonight and Mary Goodnight emerges from your closet, um, are you doing that what he's doing right now?
1: Yeah, the one thing I wouldn't be doing is putting her back in the closet.
2: <laughs> so in comes Maud Adams and you're going for Mary Goodnight. She's she's the she's the uh you know, the office worker who's just got the crush on the boss, who's finally getting <laughs> about to get lucky, and then it's like, oh fuck. This is this is again James Bond really isn't a good guy in this film for a lot of it. You know, he's pushing kids off in the water, he's slapping women, perving them on, and now oh let's shove another woman in a closet and bone the other woman who's walked in <laughs> like that is that is a dick move. Here she is, poor Mary Goodnight. Oh I'm so in love with him. Oh quickly I'm about to get up get you know, get it on with him. No, I'm just gonna go in the closet while he has sex with another woman. <laughs>
1: But that's that's kind of the humor, and that like look at her expression. That's what works so well with Mary Goodnight. This movie is that she doesn't play it like some woman who's like, oh, I'm so hurt. She plays it in a funny way, where she's like, well, that was she's kind holding of holding in all
2: those emotions. Colin, you do realize a year after this movie was filmed, she went on like a shooting f- spree. Mi six, like fuck you <laughs> all. <laughs> Why doesn't Bond just go for the threesome here? It's that, it's easy, you know?
1: I think he's undercover still.
2: <laughs> oh, it doesn't matter. He can still have a threesome. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I'm undercover. I can never, never have two women at once. Casper <laughs> does not like threesomes. <laughs> wow. <laughs> do, do we need a pause? Is your second K? Just
1: talk amongst yourself for a second while I go check on him Hold on. Okay, alright,
2: I'll, I'll, I'll take it from here uh, Colin just checking on his son, he hasn't dropped him in the last hour So, um, Meanwhile, uh, Bond is continuing to be a douche to women This is actually really awkward doing a commentary by myself <laughs> If we were to die another day We could totally just keep going um yep cool this is uh maybe i'll just start singing die another day for the uh the audience right now and they can totally enjoy it aren't you glad that we were away that all of a sudden it's double or Oh, we haven't heard you from a couple of months oh they're back yay oh no wait <laughs> hang on a minute they're producing this shit oh he's back good Cole hello
1: half of the episode <laughs>
2: It's so awkward having to do a commentary by yourself. <laughs>
1: <laughs> Bond's confused.
2: He's confused about his erection right now. <laughs> <laughs> Which woman do I want to put it in?
1: <laughs> so does this officially mean, like, is this just all part of
2: the job, or does this mean that he prefers Maude Adams to Britt I think he proposed. How can you not see that there's another person in that bed? <laughs>
1: <laughs> okay. she's there with Roger Moore. Like he's the only thing that she cares about. It's just
2: like he's got time that he could have pushed her out the actual door rather than putting her in the closet. Like seriously, how how much time did it take to walk her a couple of meters the other direction?
1: <laughs> I'm gonna have another weird criticism here, but that nightgown that Mary Goodnight's wearing kind of looks like a bath mat wrapped around her. <laughs>
2: The, the the fashion choices in this movie, from curtains to bath mats. Uh, <laughs> Bond likes it with the lights off. <laughs> <laughs> now, look, uh, if I'm in that situation, I, as much as I can criticise Mary Goodnight, I'd rather be doing that with Mary Goodnight right now than Morn Adams. <laughs>
1: Well, there we go it's taken this many years for ben to say something positive about Mary. good night oh, i
2: wonder i wonder like how that how did that go when they're filming octopussy in a few more years time like i oh, remember when we also made love in the man with the golden gun <laughs> 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 she, she yeah she, she's definitely got some pent-up rage in herself right now that she's going to let out in with a gun in the future there's
1: She's going to sleep right away. She can't be that upset. No,
2: she's not going to sleep. Let's be honest. She's going to get off over that in five minutes. <laughs> <laughs> it is just such a dick move, Bond. <laughs> not that she's any better. Oh, I'm not going, yeah, <laughs> going to sleep with Bond. Go back with Scaramanga now.
1: Stealing all of his stuff, sleeping with his enemies. <laughs>
2: We need to have a uh, like a sitcom made after this. Like, I'm pregnant. Who's the father? Is it Scaramanga or Bond? <laughs> is Casper okay, just for our listeners? Is, is everything good? He's, he's fine? He's a baby. They wake
1: up screaming for two hours.
2: I'm and- <laughs> <laughs> you didn't come in and say, actually, oh, that wasn't Casper. That's Jamie. She's sad that she- <laughs> her subscription Baby's to hunks.com basically- expired.
1: At a year old They have like One word in the vocabulary So You basically just guess Maybe it's teething Maybe he's sick Maybe he had a bad dream Maybe he hates life (laughs) Either way There's nothing I can do about it Go back to bed kid.
2: (laughs) You sound like such a parent Oh yes He's crying again
1: (laughs) It's better that Than him chewing on Everything in the house
2: (laughs) Putting random bits of potato In the bath (laughs) Yeah Where's my potato Oh it's in the bath
1: Mary Goodnight understands it's 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 all for the good of England.
2: <laughs> I like this scene, this whole you know, let's let's have a an evil meeting in the crowd sort of scene.
1: Yeah, this scene is amazing. Like this scene doesn't get did this make our Hall of Fame?
2: I will let you know. I do actually have that open in front of me.
1: Um, it wasn't Sheriff JW. <laughs> uh
2: no, it didn't. Uh, we actually put the car chase with the flip, final duel on the beach, and the final funhouse scene, and the conclusion with knickknack on the junk.
1: So basically, the last three scenes yeah. of the movie. <laughs> I told you it gets better as it goes on.
2: Now she's dead, there, isn't she?
1: Uh, it's just another mannequin.
2: <laughs> Why is again her, like eyes and a mouth and just? Yeah. Okay. She does not look dead. (laughs) She just looks like she loves boxing.
1: There's a lot of stiffness in this movie.
2: (laughs) (laughs) In more ways than one. Of course, that's how we can tell she's dead. She's been (laughs) shot in the chest, and for some reason she's up straight and rigid and not slumped over. There's no back on her that she can, like, rest against anything. How is she standing up and not, like, drooling and stuff like that?
1: (laughs) Of course, the way that Bond plays, like... Darling, you're bleeding from your breasts. <laughs>
2: yes. Never been with a woman with quite so much blood on her breast before.
1: <laughs> and this is great, too. You don't even realize that you're like two-thirds of the way through the movie and they've never met. So Scarmegas sits next to Bond and he's like, Oh, she just lost something and she lost the keys again. <laughs> you know women.
2: <laughs> oh, typical woman. Yeah. <laughs> What will they think of next? I mean, Scaramanga is very much the sort of anti-Bond, isn't he? In many ways,
1: <laughs> I think most Bond villains are.
2: <laughs> but well, like, as in, he's he's Bond. He's meant to be James Bond in a way, if you know what I mean.
1: Mm-hmm. That was no, oh, yeah, essentially. The, the opposite of bond yeah. thank you yes <laughs> well they this was uh i don't know i think this might have been the first time they really tried that you know an enemy that was kind of the equal to bond and they, they definitely did it like a million more times after this maybe overdid it but i don't know maybe red grant in a way was kind of the anti-bond
2: yeah. no I, I agree it's kind of i mean yeah it's sort of i don't say done to death that's that's a mean way of putting it now Mm -hmm. but um yeah ah, he's very (laughs) dropful in this movie bond
1: this is something i was very critical of guy hamilton but one thing guy hamilton does really well is his villains uh with the exception of diamonds forever (laughs) his villains um not just their personalities but their like rapport with bond and giving them these nice long scenes like you think about it, goldfinger had like very long exchanges with bond and uh um what was it? kananga had long exchanges with bond i think that's one thing that guy hamilton really will it was he put a lot of attention on the villains
2: and it's um and that kind of puts them up there doesn't it the fact that they're generally a lot of them the most memorable villains as well when you talk about yeah in the history Scar- of the, the film figure. and stuff like that um, you know it's and I think that kind of what makes a lot of these iconic it's, it's interesting like with the, the reception that this film gets and how it's not very well received a lot of the time but you know I don't think Scaramanga ever gets anybody against him though so it's kind no. of no yeah. it's, it's kind of like you know I guess sort of connecting us to you know with our Robert Darby interview and we talked to him about Sanchez it's sort of you know License to Kill is generally a hated film but it's kind of sanchez isn't really a hated villain
1: yeah i think that's that's a common thing among a lot of the bond movies is the less popular movies people love the villains that's one of the reasons why i am a big defender of man with a golden gun is because it it, despite problems with the story and maybe some slow points and you know a lack of dignity with (laughs) enemas or whatever it is (laughs) you have like this amazing villain and this amazing henchman and this amazing bond girl
2: who completely fucks everything up here
1: <laughs> she does no worse than bond does in the movie this oh. is this is the before you know bond makes mistakes in every single movie mary goodnight makes a mistake like, well they're making her look dumb well is she <laughs> supposed to be the only person saving the day did we want her to be the one to beat scaramanga in the end yes he only has one ally at this point. I mean it, it comes down to her and JW Pepper and somebody's gotta screw stuff up and
2: What's with um with Thingo's weird ice cream hat?
1: Thingo? Who's Thingo?
2: The um well, I've forgotten his name. Useless guy. The guy with Bond a second ago. Um
1: Hi-
2: Hip? <laughs> yeah, hip, thank you. What's with his um what's with his like little ice cream boy hat? <laughs>
1: I think it's peanut salesman.
2: <laughs> Why is Bond trusting him all of a sudden again? Like he just left you before.
1: This is um. Yeah, that's a good point. He just shows up again. You know what? Just the way she delivers these <laughs> lines. Someone locked me in a boot. <laughs> but that's where I think people are unfairly criticizing. They say, "Oh, she's so dumb. She got locked in the trunk of a car." No, she got dumped in there by like a six foot five villain that's a trained killer. <laughs>
2: I, but I, but I just Bond continues dickery towards Merry Goodnight in a
1: what <laughs> I, I will say this is this is a dumb moment, but it's a funny dumb moment though where, where he's like Merry Goodnight where are the keys? And she's like, Oh, I've got the keys and I've got the Solex and it's like, Did you think that we need to drive there? <laughs> she's almost excited, I've got the keys, don't worry. But then it's it's hilarious.
2: Yeah, but no. <laughs> this car chase, though. It looks like Nick Next driving that car because you know obviously I'm looking at it from an Australian perspective. We drive on that side of the road, so I'm like Nick Next driving it. Why why would he be overseas and wanting to buy a car?
1: Yeah, exactly. <laughs> Let me just bring this on the plane and play in my carry on.
2: <laughs> <laughs> oh god, here we go.
1: But I I know I brought this up in the other episode. What I love about this car chase that it doesn't get enough credit for is that it's the first chase we see where there's a lot of other stuff going on. They're in the middle, not just broad daylight, but there's a lot of traffic and everything. And when you see the car chases in Goldfinger, there's like two cars on the road. And in Diamonds are Forever, there's two cars on the road because it's the middle of the night. Here, they're in the middle of traffic. You're seeing them swerving you know in and around all these other cars that's what makes this one stand out and people don't really give it enough credit for that
2: what is in his mouth like why does he got look like he's got like yeah. ping pong balls in and... <laughs>
1: inflated gums or something
2: <laughs> yeah it is pretty cool how it's kind of through the traffic it's yeah it's a good point and i mean it would have been interesting how they would have filmed this i feel
0: mm-hmm.
2: i mean do they do they yeah. just literally go cut all right you know no one in uh, are we still in Hong Kong? Uh, you know, basically like, oh no one here's gonna um stop for anything, so we'll just film through it all.
1: <laughs> I don't it depends on where you go. I mean, you know, there's a lot of countries in the world where this is just how they drive. Oh, <laughs> the yeah. Bahamas being one of
2: them. <laughs> I've been to Malaysia, I know how they drive yeah. there too. <laughs>
1: they don't need stunt drivers there there's no like rules or laws or anything <laughs> this
2: actually wasn't Uh, you know they just were just filming normal traffic it was just exactly, yeah. they, they just wrote this into the movie it wasn't regular, in the script they,
1: they followed a regular car of a guy going to pick up his nieces from school <laughs> and they just said We'll, we'll do a reverse shot of, of Bond getting in that car later on, and just follow this guy, and we'll build our car chase around it.
2: And you know, Britt Eklund always just gets put in boots in uh, Asian countries. It's just a, an occurring thing in the seventies. So just <laughs> camera just happened to be rolling at that moment. Uh, I, I don't know why, what I'm more excited for here: the fact that we're about to get the the whistle, or <laughs> we're about to <laughs> see a shit plane in a car. Which I like. No. <laughs> Which was real. You know, let's let's rip shit into an invisible car, but let's give a pass to a car with wings on it and make it a plane. <laughs> yeah, okay. Sure. Because it was a real thing! And I'm sure in 20 years' time when we've got invisible cars, I can use that same argument. And we're already 15 years
1: away from that, so you're in a total of, best-case scenario, 35 years after Die Another Day. it's still going it to happen.
2: I'm probably going to be like 95 on my deathbed. And I can, like, you know, you and I haven't probably talked in ages, but I'm like, Colin, remember, die another day, <laughs> fuck you, we have invisible cars now, ha <laughs> ha. You realise yeah. it has been easier
1: for them to build a hoverboard than it has an invisible car. <laughs> it will happen one day, and that will be the greatest day of my life. <laughs> Look at this, these are some crazy shots for the car chase here. <laughs> this little combo for flapping in the I was wind. say, like, what's with the hair?
2: Like... <laughs> Let's <laughs> just again go back to destroying, you know, this city's property, you know <laughs> <laughs> The Neptic Police Force
1: <laughs> Is that the Thai Tobai? <laughs>
2: <laughs> Tobai! Tobai And is that there was that smoke in the background. Is that the car blew up or something? <laughs> <like>? <laughs> Blow up a gas reserve or <laughs>
1: How oh, many takes? Did,
2: how many takes did this go? Like, how many times did it take them to do this? Was it just the one? I think they.
1: Yeah, I think they did just the one. Well, because they said in the the documentaries on the DVD that this was a real stunt that they did, like touring at arena shows. So they built, you know, a ramp a certain way, and they did all these calculations for what speed you have to be going at or what angle. So this was a practice stunt, and then. You know it just probably came down to them saying, "Well, let's just put it here. they've done it a million
2: times already, and was it ever explained why they put the uh the whistle sound in there no <laughs> i I just I want to know if that has ever been explained or can somebody find I've... someone to explain it
1: <laughs> one day I'll listen to the three commentaries on the man with the golden gun and find out.
2: oh God, here we are God <laughs> stop. Uh. (laughs) You're watching this for the first time And you're thinking What is more annoying Than (laughs) J.W. Pepper's voice And his, you know, ranting You're about to find One of the weirdest things ever In a James Bond film Ever I sure am, boy And it's not Roger Moore doing an American accent Because here we go (laughs)
0: It makes without no sense that, Without that,
1: the stunt may be just as spectacular as the spy who loved me
2: jump. I just don't get it. It just it's just such a weird thing that they've done. It'd be like if like in one of these movies Bond punches someone and you can get a doing like What <laughs> like
1: well, if mean, they just is- had that in Le Chifre, yeah. You know? <laughs> me hit him sure. in the ball. <laughs> <laughs>
2: doing, doing, boing. <laughs>
1: the ball's ringing so, <laughs> so They
2: in, in Casino Royale, with when he flips the ass to Matt like a hundred times, they ooh, do... Ooh, ooh, ooh. Now, come on. This is cool. No, it really it, isn't. It
1: gets... It, it, <laughs> This coming from the guy who loves dying other days. The invisible car. car
2: is cool. That is a cool idea. This is somebody strapped some wings onto a okay. plane and apparently I'm understands the, the laws of aerodynamics. I'm not an aerodynamicist, but even I know this is absolutely <laughs> bullshit.
1: You're not a linguist either. I don't think aerodynamicist is. Uh, well, whatever. <laughs>
2: okay, I'm, I'm, a, I'm a podcast host with no paid job. All right, I'm not educated, but you know what I mean. <laughs>
1: But but okay, I'm not saying that the invisible car is this is gonna I know. I'm listening to this <laughs> I gotta phrase this very carefully. I'm not saying that the idea of an invisible car isn't kind of cool <laughs> if pulled off in the right way. It's just the fact that it's 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 so unrealistic in the movie that it wrecks things that are working about the movie. This is a
2: really over the top thing that was real. But but there's no, like... You've got to analyse this situation. How long does it take to attach these wings to the car and switch over the controls? I'm sure it's not a simple case of like this. Like, the Lotus in The Spy Who Loved Me, it's kind of like, okay, it turns into a submarine, but that's all built into the car. If he presses a button and wings emerge from the roof, then no, maybe no, it's a bit more... Ble- He's had to attach this as an extra <laughs> thing and kind of connect all the dots and everything else in between and It's just shit. It looks, no, it looks so tacky.
1: He doesn't do any of that. Knick-knack, the guy who can a change midget. over the he set... He can't pick that up. This... <laughs> ...can change over the set of the Funhouse on a daily basis, that he can do this.
2: It just... It li- this literally, to me, looks like somebody's got an old Matchbox car, got a cardboard <laughs> box, and stapled it on with wings, and got. Well, oh, wouldn't it be I'm, great? No, no, here's the funny thing, because in a way I agree with you, you're going to use that against me too, but
1: <laughs> this is a real thing. We are watching a real flying car being filmed by guy hamilton but there's something about maybe the way they filmed it or the fact that it's not shown the right way again ways that they could have done more with it where it does almost look like it's just a radio controlled well, kids toy
2: and maybe but it was
1: it. real and it, i think that comes down to a fault in guy hamilton that he didn't do a good enough job of selling it.
2: And, okay, maybe I will I will give you that. I think that maybe it comes down to the fact that they don't sell it well enough. And maybe then, okay, you can use the argument and die another day with invisible car that they oversell it by kind of giving a scientific explanation of how we can have an invisible yeah. car. But, I mean, it's kind of maybe like I, I, I probably, you know, just think about the fact if we just had that invisible car and there's no explanation. It's just like, oh, cool, Bond, press this button, you're invisible. <laughs> you know, like, I mean, then you're like, what? At least they try and explain it. Like, whereas this, it's kind of just like he's gone into a shed. I've stapled some wings to my car. Oh, look at it, can fly. <laughs> and then this bit. Like, you don't open the boot and there's just a bit of wind. Like, <laughs> she'd be sucked out the back of that thing right now and <laughs> dead.
0: Oh, it depends on
1: how fast you're flying. <laughs> <laughs> I love, look at... <laughs> <The laughs>
0: <reaction. laughs>
2: <laughs> I think that's all <laughs> our reactions to the last five minutes. We've had a ooh, <laughs> ooh, and a car turned into a plane.
1: But 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 certain things you know okay, yes, they did some over the top things there. You know, you had the the slide whistle, you had the car and all that, you know, you had the the mod Adams <laughs> death or whatever, mannequin death. But all of that is what makes M's reaction so funny. If you didn't see any of that stuff, then it's not as funny. So it's a, it was a, the entire this entire movie was made for one reaction of M. That's what I'm getting at here. <laughs> <It's okay. laughs> Guy he's, Hamilton's he's, a genius.
2: He's <laughs> a weird thing. Let's put this into context then. Uh, and again, you're gonna think you're gonna roll your eyes as soon as I start this sentence. <laughs> but like, let's get die another day then and take away the, i know a lot of the elements that you don't like about the fact that is that it's kind of it takes itself seriously so if they went into that as i almost a you have a reaction from judy dench an invisible
1: <laughs> car <Yeah. laughs> you know, ben, you would, i like the invisible car because
2: they're they're aware of how dumb it is but bond, of but was even, but aware bond of of has it. that reaction he has that that's one bit i pointed out in die another day that i love Pierce's reaction when he's like Oh, very nice! Like when it, no, you but know, that's not him reacting
1: in like a wow. Um, did you just say invisible car? It that's kind him reacting, of is, like, though. He's
2: kind of like, no, oh, like very good, like, you know.
1: No, that's him, like, sweet, you know. <laughs> like, I I've don't take it that way.
2: These... To me, that's more of a—he's literally going like, "Are you fucking kidding me? Oh, really, invisible How... car?
1: How are we analyzing different interpretations <laughs> of one line from Die Another Day?" <laughs>
2: But that's the thing, like, I mean, going back to everything or nothing and, like, you know, I, I, it's a great documentary. If you know, I mean, you're a Bond fan, you're listening to this, of course you've seen it, but, yeah. like, go and watch it again because that's one of my favourite bits is the Brosnan section when even Brosnan is get the, getting there and he's like, we had an invisible car! <laughs> <sighs> See, that's a plane. That is a plane, alright? <laughs> <laughs> This reminds me of um Goldeneye. I've always wanted how... to visit the Caribbean. It's beautiful. Yeah how how great would it be to go to these islands? Oh yeah, they look absolutely amazing. It's actually when I was in um this is a weird comparison when I was in New Zealand. Um, I went to this beach town and they had like off the coast there was like a couple of islands that I mean look I'm not comparing New Zealand to Thailand. Please I'm, I've got a brain. Even though I do like dining other day. but um, it sort of did loosely remind me just the way the islands were set off off the beach, kind of of like what this looks like. But then I realised I was in New Zealand and a sheep was trying to molest me. So, uh...
1: <laughs> and Lee Tamahori was also yeah. wearing a bikini <laughs> on
0: <to> the beach.
2: <laughs> there were so many invisible cars. <laughs> Gene sequencing. What kind of radar is that? I I love kind of 60s and 70s radars that look like they would work. But, I mean, again, does that map move? It was a stationary map. (laughs) (laughs) Does it only start working when he gets to near that map? And now do we, again, kind of... I mean, I know he's kind of after Scaramanga, but if Goodnight isn't kidnapped, does... Does he still go there? I mean, we kind of, you know, we're always on this bandwagon thing. Well, yeah. Not a bandwagon. It's just a James Bond thing. The, the most of the point, the reason that we always have a conclusion is because he's thinking with his dick. Um, so.
1: Well, here is the Solex Agitator. Well, Which, true. if you think about it, also helps the world, <laughs>
2: <laughs> but also helps his dick.
1: <laughs> yeah. Well, but this is like, um,. Tracy and in her, in her majesty's secret service. Yeah. It's the same thing all over again. And who lands on a beach in Thailand and says, let me put a coat on. I'm <laughs> getting cool.
2: <laughs> and again, Knickknack has perfect timing.
1: <laughs> well, they saw him on their radar. <laughs> their stationary <laughs> radar.
2: And what, uh, you put on a jacket and let's put on that ugly fucking thing. <laughs> <What>? <laughs> James Bond, not your grandpa.
1: I think I saw that anchor man, the legend of Ron Burgundy. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh that I love how playful Christopher Lee is here with him. He, he he's gone there. throughout Hello. the entire movie of basically I want to kill this guy to suddenly joking around. It's like
2: hey, we're gonna do to the death in a bit. How about some lunch? So again, do they work this stick up, uh, Scaramanga and Nicknack? Because, you know, what happens if, like, at that point, Nicknack had an itchy nose, so he had to flinch a little bit? And then, like, as Scaramanga shoots, he just, you know, shoots his dear beloved Nicknack in the head. <laughs> Does he just go through a bunch of midgets all the time? Because it's kind of like, oh, there's another one. And I apologise. Midget's not the politically correct term. I do apologise for that.
1: Yeah. <laughs> it's not the first wrong thing
2: you no, said. It's, it's not. I mean, again, this is me. But my excuse is, we're in the 70s right now. I can get away with it. Yeah, that's <laughs> right. yeah. How do you like my island? <laughs> Look at him, he's like, oh, he's beaming. He's loving this. He's, he's so lonely really? on that island. He's like, I've got well, company! Yeah, the linebacker. Ours is the loneliest profession,
1: you know, which is why he's got his girlfriend and his, you know, servant there with him
2: 24-7. He's so lonely. Yet Bond, on the other hand, you know, definitely the loneliest profession, yet he goes to all these glamorous countries, bangs yeah. all these women. <laughs> I want that, that dinner table scene of like, how lonely is our job? You know, it's just me, Nack, and my girlfriend. Oh, yes, I hate my job, too. You know, traveling the world, yep. banging all these women. what if he
1: finishes with Andrea and then goodnight doesn't storm out on him you know and he gets it on with goodnight and then there's a scene five minutes later where he's cradling his face in his hands going I'm so lonely (laughs) oh (laughs) boohoo Scaramanga and Bond get all these beautiful women they're so lonely (laughs) lots of money
2: god fuck you James Bond Scaramanga (laughs) those of us who are lonely but we don't get women and have money and get to travel the world for free here's one of my other
1: favourite characters is the background henchman here that <laughs> keeps creeping on goodnight can we find him on twitter
2: can he yeah, be or, he we know. haven't tweeted anyone this episode uh, yeah it's it, probably because everybody's dead this is, <laughs> don't tell me he's dead too um <laughs> what what's this guy's name creepy 70s porn star moustache guy <laughs> Sure, that's what he's built as. <laughs> sure, he goes all the conventions. You look familiar. Yeah, I was creepy porn stash. seventies mustache guy, man with the gun. Oh, no, no, they like, no, no, no. You were the cab driver in Living La die. <laughs> I like you on on in. On, uh, in uh, I was about to say um, Instagram on IMDb. When you look at the cast list, you have Beirut Thug uncredited, followed by Fat Beirut Thug uncredited. <laughs> Were well, you do fat we have Ahmed more- in there? No. <laughs> uh do we have Ahmed? I think he is. Um What would his name be? I don't think there's nobody here that is he is Kra? uncredited. Cowboy He's in Krah. Funhouse, Gibson, Chief of Staff Bill Tanner, Al Capone, Beirut Duck, Mabel Pepper. Is that the, the dancer?
1: <laughs> is no, Maybell Pepper would be way. Of course it wife. would be.
2: Duh. Stupid. God, I'm dumb. <laughs> 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 What's James Boo?
1: I don't think we're ever going to find this guy. Who's Gibson? Is he Gibson? Is that one of the sassy British men?
2: <laughs> oh, God, Maybell Pepper. What a babe. <laughs> <laughs> this is this Cha? Cha, Hip's niece. Her name is Cha? cha- Nicky Vanderzil, chew me, various voice. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I don't know who he is. <laughs> I really don't know. <laughs> if you're listening, random man, I'm sure you're just dying for this. Oh god, Casper's still loving us. Poor, poor kid. <laughs> hey,
1: I'm gonna put some SpongeBob on. Can we finish the commentary to SpongeBob? <laughs>
0: I
2: love. Lo- lo- <laughs> you're just like poor kid. It's like your own (laughs) son. Poor kid. (laughs) What happens when you drop him and put him in cupboards? (laughs) That jacket is so fucking ugly.
1: But yet again, Christopher Lee is wearing like the ugliest hospital orderly outfit (laughs) that's three sizes too big and still looks cool. Can we make the argument that even though Christopher Lee's like not nearly handsome enough to be James Bond, he totally could have <laughs> played James Bond. Oh, definitely.
2: He would... I mean, how much... He was, I was... He's not really that much older than Roger Moore, was he? I mean, they're about <laughs> the same age. Roger Moore's probably older than him. Let's be honest. <laughs> i have to look that up. <laughs> of course I'm older than him, Ben. <laughs> uh, no. Roger's... Five years younger.
1: Oh, and it shows.
2: <laughs> One of the few times that you've ever said the word Roger Moore is younger.
1: <laughs> Desmond Llewellyn and Christopher Lee. Those are the only two.
2: <laughs> yeah. And Lois Maxwell.
1: <laughs> I was going to say
2: it. I didn't want to. <laughs> Again, punched reaction. Blew up my fucking plane, man, that's not cool. <laughs> <laughs> Fuck you, Scaramak, I'm going. <laughs> Screw you. It's like from um, what's uh, what's, what's um oh what's Chris Tucker's character in the fifth element? Things blowing up around oh, me, Rick, bum's going Rick up, I'm
0: leaving. Rick, <laughs> yeah <laughs> Fuck I love him.
2: I got no fire man I, I, I got no fire you can to match or something like that why'd I get the broken one
1: <laughs> can we cover that
2: I want all positions
1: mm. <laughs> oh I love, I love that it. again you- this is uh one of her funniest moments here it's I could stay here forever James <laughs> So funny. Come on. Give her some credit here for comedy. I'm thinking about Ruby. Now. <laughs> Ruby. What think about? Ru- Brit Eklund's on screen in a bikini and you're like, Ruby Ross. <laughs> I love Chris Tucker.
2: What can I say? Come on in. Come on. Lee. Come We oh, could just can just do like rush hour. next, please? please. Can we just, stop every- we just watch rush <laughs> hour? Yeah.
1: Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I, can I just? We're gonna we're gonna completely off topic here. My very favorite Chris Tucker line in the history of movies is probably when uh, uh, Jackie Chan saying in Rush Hour Two, "It's like uh, here I'm Michael Jackson, you're yeah. Toto. You mean Tito? Tito? Toto we had <laughs>
2: I like, you know. I think you were talking in uh, one of those network episodes in uh, Blast from the Past about how you and your brother would just randomly quote lines. My friend, yeah. and jo- my friend Josh and I, we would just randomly quote Rush Hour lines. Oh yeah! So we'd be like in the car driving along, and he'd like touch my radio. I'd be like, "Oh hell no! You didn't just touch my radio." <laughs> he'd we'd he'd like, turn you would always you get shut over that shit, man.
1: you <laughs> would always do the turn to the other one, and go, "You want a couple
2: noodles or something?" <laughs> yeah. We'd always quote or- the bloopers at the end when it's like, <laughs> yeah. you know, Jackie Chan J- Jackie, kick it! Okay, Chris
0: Tucker!
2: <laughs> Who do you to kidnap? Kelsey Grammer? <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> and when his phone rings and he's like, I'm filming, man! <laughs> Jackie takes his <laughs> yeah. phone. We are filming movie now! You're, filming- You're wasting all our money! <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> and the bit when he in the Rush Hour 2 one when he kicks him out the window Chris is like damn he ain't gonna be in Rush Hour 3 he ain't gonna be in Rush Hour 3 <laughs> <laughs> you would love the part in
1: Rush Hour 3 though when he doesn't understand what the guy's saying he's like what did he just say it's like I don't know he's speaking French French She slaps him it's like stop embarrassing yourself <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Can I just say, we're quoting every line Chris Tucker has, both in in movies and in bloopers. We're watching our Hall of Fame scene from The Man with the
0: Golden Gun.
2: (laughs) (laughs) Oh, my goodness. Man with the Golden Gun. (laughs) 20 minutes left
1: of this crying. Let's just find a way to get
2: through it. Chris Tucker should make him not cry. Come on.
1: Yeah, Shimon! Shimon, Casper! Shimon! <laughs> oh, when we finish our Brendan Fraser tribute, <laughs> we're going to do Chris Tucker next. Well, I mean, he's
2: only been in, like, five movies, so it's not going <laughs> to yeah. take
1: us long. we got Fifth <laughs> Money Talks, Rush Hour Trilogy, <laughs> Silver Linings Playbook. <laughs>
2: yep, that's it. We've just covered it. <laughs> <laughs>
1: We just quoted every line he had in all five <laughs> movies.
2: He says the same line in every movie, but it's amazing.
1: <laughs> oh, he's checking out Mary Good night. I love this guy.
2: Crosses <laughs> his arms. <laughs> he should be crossing his legs. Well, can we be honest too? Like she must have a thing for old men, because you know, <laughs> he's probably the buffest, sexiest man out of all the women he's around <laughs> she's around. Yeah, exactly.
1: And that's the one that's creeping around. <laughs>
2: This is pretty iconic the whole back to back. Oh. What is that that old saying back to back they face each other drew their swords and oh. shot each other? Did you just make that up? No, like a, it's like one of those like really confusing I need to look that up. It's like a an old saying. Back to back they oh, I'm just googling this. It's kind of like the whole, you know. <laughs> like
1: what's the, what's that phrase? <laughs> Uh, walk in that direction 20 paces, turn around, shoot them in the faces.
2: <laughs> no, hang on, I think... I've... It's kind of like that whole, like, who's on one, that whole skip thing. Who's on first? Yeah, who's on first. Whatever, I don't do baseball, I'm Australian. Um, <laughs> one bright <laughs> day in a the Here we go. One bright day in the middle of the night, two dead boys got up to fight. Back to back, they faced each other, drew their swords, and shot each other. A deaf policeman heard the noise and ran to save the two dead boys. If you don't believe this lie is true, ask the blind man, he saw it too.
1: Okay, now do three blind mice.
2: (laughs) (laughs) Three blind mice
1: in a row. Three blind mice. Here we go. To all of our listeners that have just waited for Nursery Rhymes with Ben Waterworth, <laughs> it took us 52 episodes to get there.
2: <laughs> Coming soon to the Oz Network, Ben Waterworth read your favorite nursery rhymes.
1: You did write your own fairy tale story. Hey,
2: <laughs> read on the. You don't knock the princess who lost her nose. That's a literary <laughs> classic. <laughs> Still more literary in the
1: fantasy genre than Once Upon a
2: Time. (laughs) (laughs) Hey, hey, I'm officially a character in literature now. I I don't know if you saw that. I I am officially a character in a fantasy series of novels. That is a true story. Me and Harry Potter are the same person now. We're both (laughs) wizards in literature.
1: Here's a question. Are there any famous characters named Colin? Um... I know that there's, like, famous actors, you know, like Colin Farrell and... Colin Mockery.
2: Colin Mockery's a good guy, Colin Mockery. I like him. Um, Famous characters called Colin. Can we find one? Instead of tweeting. Colin Bond. (laughs) (laughs) Famous characters called Colin.
1: (laughs) There must be one.
2: (laughs) First name Colin. Famous birthdays. List of famous people named Colin. Ranker.com.
1: Okay, I looked up famous Colin characters and one of the ones it comes up with is Douglas Quaid, Total Recall. <laughs> <laughs> totally. What's wrong with Google? Must, must famous Colin, Douglas Quaid.
2: <laughs> famous Colins. I've got famous Collins. Colin Farrell, Colin Firth, Colin Kaepernick, Colin Powell, Colin Greening, Colin Miller, Colin Quinn, Colin Um Colin Hanks? Is that Tom Hanks' son? i like Tom Hanks' son. Yeah. Yep. Um... Okay, I've never heard of half of these other Colin. Yeah, I don't know, Colin. People, Colin may refer to a number of notable people.
1: Oh, hold on, there's a character in Love Actually named Colin Frizzle. He was the guy who went to America with his accent. Ah, uh, yeah.
2: To-
1: <laughs> there we Is go, it- the most famous Colin in literature. Well, here we go. Hang
2: on, in fiction, Colin Creevy, fictional character from the Harry Potter series. Colin Craven, oh, fictional yeah. character from the Secret Garden. <laughs> That one's named after me, too. <laughs> and Colin Clout, fictional poetic folk figure, appearing first in the works of John Skelton and later in many works of Edmund Spencer, including his first major poetic work, The Shepherd's Calendar.
1: See, were you in The Shepherd's Calendar? No, no. didn't think so.
2: <laughs> but is it Colin Hilding? No, I'm Ben Waterworth, a wizard. <laughs> can,
1: I, can I just point out, we're now talking about... Famous Collins in literature during our second of our Hall
2: of Fame. Season. It only took us an hour and fifty minutes to go completely off topic in the most, you know, iconic <laughs> moments of the movie. And I just hiccup quite uh, suddenly. There. It's funny one of our in one of our um, commentaries we like spent a good portion talking about hockey, and I've actually got the hockey in the background, so I'm surprised we haven't gone into oh, that, topic. 20. Uh, bloody Edmonton! and then 1 0 up. who gives a shit. <laughs> so, right. Boo. No. Come on, Anaheim. <laughs> I need a new shirt. My other teams are out. <laughs> Get a Duck shirt. It would look good on you. I'm not sure Casper uh... likes Ducks. Yeah. He doesn't like Oilers. <laughs> who likes oil?
1: He loves Don Cherry <laughs> and nothing else. <laughs> Chris Tucker. Chris Tucker, Don Cherry. I should show him some James Bond, you know? Well, I think you need to show him
2: something right now. (laughs) I mean, this probably sounds like a horrible question to ask about your wife. But is Jamie actually in with him right now, or are you just leaving him?
1: No, I mean, that's the thing with a baby. If anybody out there doesn't have kids, they're probably like, what a terrible father. Anybody who does have kids, you're like, you know what? Your kid will cry all night, and sometimes you just leave them until they fall asleep. Just because they're exhausted.
2: And do you just black it out? Does it get to the point where you don't even realize he's crying anymore? Oh,
1: yeah. Yeah. Jamie just said last night, I asked her why she moved out to the couch in the middle of the night. And she's like, he was just crying and <laughs> wouldn't stop. Didn't you hear him? I'm like, I threw a pillow over my head when I went to bed and it never came off.
2: I was like that with uh, my mum. has like a lot of clocks and a lot of wind chimes. So people, my friends would come over oh. and go, oh, isn't all that ticking annoying? And I'd be like, oh, yeah, <laughs> I don't even notice it. <laughs>
1: That's creepy, man. <laughs>
2: <laughs> Meanwhile, uh, back to the man with the golden gun.
1: Al Capone's back.
2: Yep. I mean, what, he's He's, he's wearing
1: that... pajamas. He's wearing pajamas right now.
2: Well, he's had a long day. He just gets out of bed.
1: Now, if that other one was a mannequin, I think the mannequin
2: moved more
1: than Roger Moore yeah. does. <laughs>
2: And there's our one kill for the film. Thanks, James. Yeah. How did he change his clothes so quickly from daggy grandpa jacket to actual cool clothes?
1: Well, because he just took it off of the James Bond mannequin. But even
2: then, like, come on now. Does not does it take you that quickly to get dressed into a suit? You've got to make sure it's all nice well, and tucked in. He buttoned in. it up.
1: But he's <laughs> probably got the same shirt and pants on and everything. Same underwear. Oh, here you go. Look at this, goodnight kills as many people as Bond, and people want to complain, oh, goodnight's so dumb in the movie. She killed as many people as Bond did. Accidentally. It was an accident to go up to a man with a wrench and (laughs) hit him over
0: the head?
2: Yes. (laughs) Meanwhile, Edmonton just scored another goal. (laughs) Fucking hockey. (laughs) Why is he so happy to see her all of a sudden? He's hated her all movie. <laughs> Why did he just say steady goodnight too?
1: <laughs> like, it's, not nice. like, it's not like she's like... It's not like she's like humping him like a dog or something. <laughs> she's standing there <laughs> that hugging would Come be on, take it
0: easy. James, it is-
1: James, get off my leg. <laughs> that's, that's one of the things that I think is underrated about this movie. Is the dog as humping? everybody groans and rolls their eyes. <laughs> but that this is one movie where Bond doesn't really care that much. Uh, and, and that sounds bad, but like he doesn't care that much about the Bond girl in the sense that he doesn't want to just get in bed with her. She kind of annoys him in a little way, and basically, and he annoys her too. They have-
2: James Bond, the hashtag for this film is no fucks given.
1: Yeah, well, it's like they they both get on each other's nerves. It's such a realistic relationship. <laughs>
2: Said from a man who's so in love in his marriage. <laughs> Such a <laughs> realistic on, relationship. They hate each other.
1: <laughs> You've been in at least one or two relationships in
2: your 30 years. <laughs> what are you saying, you Colin? Have... Are you saying that why I'm single? <laughs> well
1: I'm saying that anybody has been in this position where the,
2: the other person is like, just shut up already. <laughs> Again, why I'm single. I get to that point where it's like, I can't deal with this anymore. You won't shut up. Okay. <laughs>
1: You just run, you're like, you're like Lieutenant Hip in Relationships.
2: <laughs> away. That's where Louise is. Louise is still waiting for me in a car somewhere. <laughs> ben will be back any minute now. <laughs> He's coming, I swear.
1: <laughs> I like that Scar Omega made her take off her clothes, but I let her keep her watch. <laughs> and I like it. No, oh God, here we go. <laughs> Oh, no... here comes another oh she's so dumb she she pressed a button with you know her, her cheeks like <laughs> bond does dumb things in this too bond makes mistakes when
2: has bond ever pressed a button with his ass
1: <laughs> how did he end up in the um the 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 uh, karate school or whatever it was
2: he got squashed by a sumo man <laughs> I mean that's a bit more realistic than oh my sexy bum press the well, button.
1: Let's look at uh, uh, Goldfinger. You know he just gets knocked out there. Like it, dumb things happen. Bond does dumb dumb things all the time.
2: <laughs> I think you're just like come to on, your, on. He fell in love. You're being a feminist with... here. You're standing up <laughs> for the women.
1: <laughs> he he fell in love with uh, not Tracy. Um. Uh. Who's the other one that betrayed him? Uh... Vespa <laughs> Vesper. He fell in love with Vesper. That no, he so didn't. Smart. That wasn't it was... love. <laughs> it was love.
2: Unbelievable. <laughs> <I> love that. <laughs> Just push every damn button, will you? And look, I
1: saw her miss at least two of them there.
2: Of course, you one know, of those so buttons would be she, blow up she, the she world. But...
1: <laughs> oh, here's, here's where people call her dumb because she turned it off or thought she turned it off and it was actually a cloud. <laughs> oh, she's so dumb. She didn't realise it was a clouds. Ho, oh. ho.
2: I guess it... I mean, one thing I will say, though, like, I guess what makes it worse for her is, again, the time period. You know, she's just... It wasn't a real sterling age for women characters, particularly if you're an attractive blonde, you know? I mean, where, where are the strong female blonde sort of bimbo-y characters in the 70s? You know, it's kind of... That really I, adds to her criteria a little bit worse.
1: But I feel like people, because this is followed by Spy Who Loved Me, I think I feel like people are unfairly comparing this to Anya and the next one. We're coming off of Diamonds Are Forever and Live and Let Die with two of the most pointless, dumbest Bond girls in history. Why is Mary Goodnight criticized so much? She's she's a much more better developed character. She's not nearly as dumb as Tiffany Case is. She's not nearly as pointless as Solitaire is, and probably not as dumb as Solitaire either. Mary Goodnight's at least an agent, and she... Kills just as many people as Bond.
2: <laughs> you know, what? I think I've discovered in, in recent weeks in doing these episodes across many of our shows is probably why no one listens to us. You've defended the Star Wars prequels. Uh, you said you liked <laughs> Batman and Robin, and you're defending Merry Goodnight, and yet I get the shit.
1: You put Die Another Day in your top five best songs.
2: For Die Another Day. Uh, but having said that, of course, I'm with you with the prequels. I'm with you with Batman and Robin. <laughs>
1: but... To a certain extent, Batman and Robin. I will say, when we do eventually get around to doing the Batman movies, we have to get my wife on for Batman and Robin because <laughs> no joke, she talks about Batman and Robin as her favorite Batman movie, and not in like a oh it's so, like the way that I'm like oh you know it's it's dumb in a fun way.
2: She's like oh I love Batman and Robin, it's awesome. The thing with Batman and here we go talking about stuff again. The thing with Batman and Robin though is <laughs> as our that third
1: Hall of Fame team comes up.
2: <laughs> I, I have some like really weird like as a childhood like just connections to it, you know, just around it. So I kind of I'm a bit sentimental about Batman and Robin as well. But um yeah and plus I mean God any movie with Arnold Schwarzenegger after this is coming <laughs> I mean come on. How can you not love that? Meanwhile Bond has just destroyed one of Thailand's most uh, you know biggest tourist attractions. <laughs> I mean, let's be honest, if he was in France and, like, destroyed the Eiffel Tower, like, in A View to a Kill, are we just giving him a passing mark? No, because it's culturally significant. (laughs) It's a piece of metal in the shape of, like, a pointed thing, people. Get over it.
1: Who is... Automatic Pilot, is George the name of Automatic Pilot?
2: (laughs) Yes. He has more of a starring role than random porn star guy before. They so,
1: look, funny. the mission's over. It gets funny. <laughs> but the mission's over. Now they're not fighting anymore.
2: You know, one thing I remember with watching movies with my dad growing up, and you have these, like, um, scenes where you will have, um, you know, that happening, kissing and all that sort of stuff. And, you know, it always gets a tad awkward when you've got a bit of a love scene happening when you're watching it with your parents. <laughs> so kind of like my dad, his way of kind of, I think, lightening the mood, he'd turn around and go like, bend over, slipper one. <laughs> <laughs> See where I get all I think this from. It, it,
1: it's not just a thing of growing up. I think for anybody watching that, it's weird. Like, if if you and I were sitting here watching, this was Die Another Day, you and I are sitting here and we're not making fun of the movie at the same time, (laughs) what do two guys sitting next to each other, two grown men say when it's just two people awkwardly sucking each other's tongues? Well, usually if there's nudity
2: involved, you're probably commenting on their boobs (laughs) and saying, you know, (laughs) sexually derogative things, but... Um, when it's, like, a romantic scene. Like, I don't know. You know Dude, uh, you totally should have seen the way I totally picked this chick up with flowers and was all lovey-dovey shit, mate. Like, you would have been so impressed.
1: It's not nearly as good as what your dad said, but
0: you
2: know what we used <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Flip her over! Stick
0: away For... for-
1: For those awkward moments, or what do you say when it's like 10 to 15 seconds of, you know, (laughs) Roger Moore's tongue down Britt Eklund's throat? You know when you watch sitcoms, every time somebody kisses, or you always have the audience going,
0: Woo! (laughs) (laughs)
1: That's what he would do for those awkward moments. It would be like five seconds of awkwardness, and somebody would just go,
2: Woo! (laughs) I like it when people turn around and ask you, like, you know, those random, like, oh, if you could live any TV show, what would you live, or movie? I always say sitcoms, because I'm like, well, think about a sitcom, you know, everything that happens generally is happy, even the bad things turn good, and you've always got people reacting to everything you do.
1: Well, here's a question, if you could live any Bond movie, as we put (laughs) knickknack in a suitcase here, (laughs) and the movie... If you could end any bo- or live any Bond movie, what
2: would be your choice and why? Another day, uh, invisible car. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Most um, people would
1: be answering the question based on the Bond girl and <laughs> not the
2: car. <laughs> it's, I mean, you know, Halle Berry. Um, that's a good question, Colin Hilding. Um, I may be small, but I never forget. Um, <laughs> actually, hang on. Before we do, before we do, we're gonna we're gonna wait here for the um, good night. Good night. Oh yeah. Um, I'm going to think about that one. I hey, don't know. That
1: actually is a bath mat this time, by the way. <laughs>
2: <laughs> Literally is. We all get excited as she's dropping the sheet. We're finally going to see nudity, but, um... <laughs> um... I don't know. I might, go
1: with, I might go with the man with the golden gun.
2: Why is that? So you can be in this scene right now? What? <laughs>
1: You have the least amount of guilt on your conscience because you don't have to kill anybody, really.
2: <laughs> I'm going to go with Moonraker just because any man in his schluck can go into space.
1: <laughs> uh, you know what? Yeah, I go it's Moonraker. Space. I think Moonraker is the only answer. You go to space. <laughs> yeah,
2: I mean, as much as I hate Moonraker, it's still a case of, well, hey, you at least get to go into space.
1: The answer, there's only two answers. There's Moonraker for space and there's Honor Majesty's Secret Service for Diana Rick. Yeah. <laughs>
2: Good call. To so, answer. Although, Goldeneye, Famke Jansen... Um,
1: although, do you really want your wife dying at the end of a Bond movie? True. Maybe not on a magic secret and service. And again, Goldeneye,
2: get to, Goldeneye get to hang out with Sean Bean, so...
1: <laughs> oh, you know what, yeah, Gold- Sean Bean, okay, so here we started this by saying, don't you pick which Bond movie you want to live based on who the Bond girl is, and then we're like, no, you know what, cars, spaceships, Sean Bean. <laughs> yes.
2: She's just coming, sir. <laughs> <laughs> Ba-dum-bum. He's quite chill in his diagonal office. <laughs> and I just love how like how long does M stay on that phone for? Does he start yeah. hearing?
1: Ah, oh, ah. Oh.
2: <laughs> <laughs> good night, sir.
1: Oh, he looks so sad. <laughs> good night.
2: <laughs> it is that the perfect one. way to end the movie with this song.
1: That was the man with the golden good night.
2: <laughs> Poor knickknack. What happens when they like pull into port? Fix that up for me <laughs> would you please? <laughs> There's a small man so on we, our mast.
1: <laughs> are we ready to uh to do our random You're you're wanting to, to go. <laughs>
2: you're like, god, this is over.
1: My <laughs> wife's my wife's preparing a bottle right now for the baby, <laughs> when they'll finally calm him down. That,
2: that that's that's Colin's code for it's Jamie and my romantic night this evening, Ben. Uh, <laughs> We've got to give Cas- Casper a sibling.
1: <laughs> Which amounts to let's feed him a bottle to shut him up and let's sit down and watch Roger Moore peeking on girls in the shower.
2: <laughs> do we want to, before we do the random thing, do we want to just, any closing thoughts, I guess, on Man with the Golden Gun? <laughs>
1: um, it, it's, I, I've said this every time we talk about The Man with a Golden Gun. I get so excited when we're about to watch, and then once the movie's done, I am like, yeah, it was okay. Also,. I always forget that that's a still photograph. I keep thinking it's a moving thing until the end of the movie comes, and I'm like, wait, the water's not moving anymore. Like, I (laughs) want to go back and find out at what point it just goes to a still image.
2: Uh, Just also quickly uh, as well, I should say, in terms of overall where we rated this, uh, it came in at 15th. Uh, I put it at... Fifteen. You put it at. Do you remember where you put it at? I can tell you put it at seventeen.
1: Probably. Yeah. I was going
2: to say like fifteen. To and Noah, twelve. Wow. Noah put it up the highest. <laughs> there you go. There you go. Uh, okay. Random. We're, we're going to our dear friend. I haven't said this sentence in a in a long time, but uh, don't we miss andrew.hedges.name Name. Forward slash experiments. Forward slash random. Forward slash original. Html. <laughs> so uh, basically. Uh, yeah, i put in the number 24. I'm going to hit get random and whatever number this is, this is where we're going. We've, we've kind of cheated in the past. We're going, oh, no, we're not doing that one. <laughs> All right, we're ready for this? We're ready?
1: Well, no. I, I will say we we tried to cheat <laughs> and we ended up with <laughs> well, the same
2: movie. <laughs> well, the number is 14, which is a view door kill, so we've already done that, so we're going to do it again. Uh, number three, Goldfinger. Oh, there we Goldfinger! go. Goldfinger! Hey, I haven't done a Connery movie with you yet. I'm the only, only I'm right. the one who's missing that because I wasn't there for Dr. No. So, Goldfinger Casper it is. hate Goldfinger. Are you hearing this?
1: <laughs> Why? How did die another day again? Like, oh, I didn't get View to a kill. Let's go back and watch it again. I want View to a kill. I want me to. <laughs> uh,
2: but yeah, cool. Goldfinger. Odd job. Awesome. I'm down.
1: Uh, oh, come on. We got Odd Job. We got Goldfinger himself. We have Pussy Galore. <laughs> We have Sean Connery's bare chest.
2: We have Casper loving all goodness. of these thoughts in the background. Yeah.
1: As soon as I said Sean Connery's hairy chest, he was like, "Huh? <laughs> yeah. Get the hair away from me!" <laughs> yeah, I'm gonna get all that in my mouth when I try to drink. <laughs> he's just you thinking will. milk comes from those things. <laughs> Third nipple. He's like, "All right, wait time snack."
2: <laughs> Potato. <laughs>
1: the <laughs> Okay, well, Goldfinger is coming, and Noah may or may not be here for that. He won't all be. depending on how. <laughs> <laughs> Noah's never coming back.
2: Noah's was was just morphed into James Bond in Europe. All right, he's he's just he's done.
1: He's found his pussy galore. <laughs> he will never return to Tasmania. Yeah,
2: yeah, pretty much.
1: All right, well, Man with a Golden Gun was a fun one, and I think we stayed on topic pretty well until we got to our Hall of Fame best scenes. Chris Tucker came out, movie... we were done. <laughs> yeah, I, I spent the entire movie talking about oh, you know, I guess this movie gets good anytime now. I guess it gets good anytime now. And then it gets to our Hall of Fame scenes, and all we talk about is hockey and yep. stuff.
2: Which is But we know, will warranted.
1: be very on topic for Goldfinger, and I don't know, we've been sporadic with episodes ever since Noah left us, um, so we blame him.
2: <laughs> it's always Noah's fault. Uh,
1: As far as timelines, you had kind of said, you know, it all depending on our schedules, a month in between episodes is what we're probably going to be looking at. Maybe sooner if we get another guest on, but uh, uh, a month sounds good. You will hear from us at some point in the next month, I'm guessing.
2: Hopefully. I I mean, I would assume so. Uh, I mean, we have a fantastic other show that we're doing. The Oz Network, also available via iTunes and Stitcher. Yeah. Um, Off the Podium. And Off the Podium, also available via iTunes and Stitcher. There's The Brink, available via iTunes and Stitcher. Qualifying lap's still there. You can listen to me on High Noon on Edge Radio. Uh, (laughs) Euro's Euros Vision, hopefully. Just plugging everything here. (laughs) Do you still do qualifying lap? Oh, when Sam and I can be bothered? (laughs) (laughs) We're very, very much into our Formula One talk, and it's probably the one topic I could talk about a lot longer than James Bond. But um, yeah. you know, I've got to work around another father with kids. God, you stop people! All my people that I know stop having kids. All right, you can't do <laughs> podcast with me instead. Stop having a life. Be a lonely idiot like Let's me. Go
0: back
1: to the days of sitting alone in your basement talking about James Bond. Exactly. You know, I, I got single
2: for the cause. Like, why can't you? <laughs>
1: All right, well, my crying baby is still on and off here. <laughs> oh,
2: babies. The movie's over and he's quiet. Did you notice that? <laughs> Daddy, stop doing podcasts and pay attention to me. What's it going to be like when we ever do Casper for the, uh, the Oz Network? <laughs> Which my wife bought him for his
1: first Christmas and he couldn't have cared less. Oh, come on. <laughs> Casper's a great movie. Yeah, we'll, we'll get to that one of these Bill days. Pullman. Uh, There is already more famous Caspers in movies than there are Collins. (laughs) That's your fortune to call him Casper. (laughs) That's on you. I I should say, I, I don't know if it's ever been mentioned on the air before, and it's not where I got the name from. I think we just came up with the name, but Ian Fleming's son was named Casper. So, that name is very important here on the Oz Network. We we have the son of James Bond crying in the background on the air That makes sense,
2: because we also discovered how important the city of Winnipeg is to the James Bond universe. (laughs) uh, (laughs) The home of James James Bond. James
1: James is one of his middle names, and I did, no joke, I did argue when she suggested James that we should make Bond the second name, but that didn't happen. Well, my
2: my middle name is James, and I've kind of never really put two and two together that I could technically (laughs) be James Bond. So there you go. Thanks for that. (laughs) and my middle name is William and Patrick
0: and
1: I guarantee those are two other names with no famous characters associated with Patrick them Patrick from Spongebob Spongebob <laughs> there we go so I named my son after James Bond my favorite thing and then he has my middle name after Spongebob wait <laughs> Sponge... the other way around it is so late I have a crying baby go in the, the background <laughs> This episode is over. <laughs> you tuned out back when we were talking about the superfluous papilla mammary glands. <laughs> um, I guess that's it for the man with the golden gun. Thank you for joining us and we will be back very soon with Goldfinger and you can subscribe to us on iTunes and Stitcher, which I discovered we are now on and I am subscribed to us on Stitcher and um, you're, the, I will you're the one shoot. person who is.
2: Thanks for that. <laughs>
1: <laughs> Get the news out there We're on Stitcher now people And we're also on Facebook And we're also on Twitter And
2: uh, are we also on Snapchat Ben <laughs> <laughs> We could be, what would I snap of He's Ben you know watching the Die Another Day He's Ben thinking of Die Another Day He's Ben looking at a picture of Die Another Day <laughs> We are on Tinder. We know that much. We are. We are on, <laughs> on Tinder. Hello, everyone. All of
1: us on all forms of social media. <laughs> and until next time, I am Colin, and I'm about to go clean some potato nipples out of my bathtub.
2: And uh, my name is Ben. And what the hell's wrong with you? Bombs going off everywhere. Screw you guys. I'm leaving. <laughs>
0: Mr. Fatter has just resigned. I'm the new chairman of the board. The man with the golden gun. You're that secret agent! That English secret agent from England! <sighs> A superfluous papilla. A third nipple, sir. He must have found me quite titillating. Your front, tight in all the right places.
2: James, you
0: must be good. Booyak. Seventy-four, sir. Moneypenny, money, you are better than a computer. In all sorts of ways, but you never take advantage of them. To me. Really? Oh, I admit it's a little kinky. Ellie real Ellie Bart. Fix You are a very handsome man, 40 bar. For you, Mr. 20
2: baht. I'll tell you what, Sonny, I'll give you 20,000 bar if you can make this heap go any faster.
0: 20,000 baht! I'm afraid I have to owe you. <laughs> The nearest pharmacy. I like a girl in a bikini. No concealed weapons. Well, we all get our jollies one way or another. I mean, sir, who would pay a million dollars to have me killed? Jealous husbands, outraged chefs, humiliated tailors. The list is endless. How will I recognize it? Tall, slim, and dark. So is my aunt. You big sorry! I may be small, but i never forget! I'll you if you don't let me out of there, you big bully! You quarry heads have no more idea of traffic control than a goony bird! To us, Mr Bond, we are the best. I'm now aiming precisely at your groin, says speak over a hold piece. Good night. Where are you? Somebody locked me in a boat. If you kill him, all this be mine. I've been deaf attacked, right? Right. I have a midget with a gun on him. A midget? My golden gun against your Walter PPK. Six bullets to your one? I only need one. I've never killed a midget before. Almost you. Good night. She's just coming, sir. Good night. Good night. Good night. Good night, sir. <clears throat> Bloody